Alex says the line, well, how are we going to do this? It was a joke. And I, do you want me to, do you want me to, did I ruin it? No? Uh, Davis? Alex, say your line again. No, we're going to start it over. No, say your line again. Let's keep this in. Say your line again. Well, how are we going to do this? Well, off the top of my head, I say you're looking at a Boski, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethros, and a Leon Spinks. Not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. I have an idea of who our Boski could be with our friend Maddie in here with us right now. Hey, y'all. There you go. Turn it down a little bit, actually. That's kind of loud. (laughs) So how how are we going to rob Stanford Hall? Any ideas? I haven't a clue. I'm just kidding, of course. Because if you haven't been able to guess by now, we are talking about a heist movie, my personal favorite heist movie trilogy, the Oceans trilogy. Before we get to the Powers 3 or the Carols 3, we have to, of course, discuss the news. So what, there's no Houston's 3 either? You're not cut out for it. <sighs> did I also, not predict that he was going to say that earlier, yeah, Maddie? I verbatim said Alex is going to say well, yeah. and then what you just said. Yeah, I'm a little predictable sometimes. Robert Davis, well, I'm, I'm just going to... We're gonna raise this question a bit a little later, but my favorite heist movie trilogy. Are there are there a lot of those out well, there? I was just gonna say favorite heist movie, but then I added trilogy because it's a trilogy. Mm, it is a trilogy. But again. Uh there's gonna be another heat movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, my favorite heist movie and the subsequent trilogy. Ah, okay, okay, I guess. Is that does that make you happier? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine, Davis. Just fine and dandy. Truly. Thumbs up from Alex. Do, doing excellent. So as Davis mentioned, Maddie Powers, our marketing director here at Weagle, joining the it's show. She's actually our personal marketing director. Yeah. We pay her, no, what, like a thousand a week? Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of money. Oh, well, we you, do. Once you, you rob Samford, you will. Oh, right. We're not Sam- actually robbing Samford. Samford's got all not, the yeah, secrets. Where, have you ever seen The Town, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> they, rob, I, they rob Fenway Park in that one. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, they don't. Alex. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay, I saw it one time a long time ago. It was kind of confusing. <laughs> they, it's Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, and then and some other guys. a bunch of really bad Boston accents. They're from Boston. Well, I wasn't very convinced. Ben Affleck is from Boston. You what know, are you saying? This a- accent is bad now? I'm not, I wasn't convinced myself. What? Okay, whatever. Oh, I, w- whatever. I wasn't convinced. They robbed Fenway Park. That's so true. we could rob Jordan Hare. Of what? Do they not have money in the bottom? I, they I, would have money. Pat Dye's pants are in the bottom. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the story, Alex. I know you want to. No, you know what? I was, and then you <laughs> then you shot that at me, and now I'm not going to say it. Do you, do you not, does Maddie not know nope. the Pat Dye Pan story? Well, he so, told so many times. The you know, story goes that apparently, sometime in like the 80s, I don't know when, Pat Dye just lost his pants in a creek. They oh. just like slipped right off when it went into a creek, and they were gone forever. And then when they raised the field in like the mid 2000s, they dug it up. And they found a creek that went underneath the stadium, and Pat Dye's pants were there with his wallet still inside. Like that's a real story. I mean, as real as I the heard war a eagle. Apparently, of it. I heard that he was at Lake Martin, and then oh wait, part maybe of it, it was got Lake drained. Martin. It was Lake and Martin. They found his pants there, not under the stadium. Oh yeah, no, it's it's supposed to be under the stadium. There's no creek under the stadium. That, well, that's the lore. Let me let I me look this up right this up. now. What do we mean as real as the war eagle? Well, cause like it's not. Yeah, the war eagle's not real. Well, no, like as in like the lore behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, the the eagles are just CGI. No, <laughs> the stories that we are told about the war eagle origin are not real. Oh my gosh! All right, here it is. What? Al.com. Well, eagle yeah, did like not die. It did not yeah, it die. did not. It did not torpedo at the field. The real the reality oh. is the the more likely case is that 
the when they found the first one that they actually made, the War Eagle, they just found it like off campus somewhere, and that became the first one. But you know, a whole lo- lore story. Like the, the professor having an eagle is not probably not. Real. I've also heard when there was a Civil War soldier. Well, yeah, that's the professor. Okay, same thing. So there's there, another one where they go like war. The other one goes eagle. And yeah, they, more eagle there's a lot of stories. Um, but so David Housel, who's the former athletic director and is one of the last people, I believe, to have like he knew Shug Jordan, who knew Cliff Hare, and according to that, him. This story is real, but you know. That, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I'm sure it to, is. To, to be I'm sure Pat Dye lost his pants a- too. Ale.com article: Pat Dye gets lost 80s pants back. Perfect. I'm gonna read right AL. now. Ale.com. Shannon <laughs> McDuffie made a surprising find on Lake Martin's drought-expanded shoreline. Oh, Pat Dye's long-lost mudcake pants and alligator leather wallet from two decades ago. My okay. conceit wasn't that there were no pants; is that there it did not go under a creek. Under I don't know Jordan how Air. I heard that story. There's Maybe no just, creek under I, Jordan Hare. There's no creek or waterbed within Auburn. Well, that's the joke. What? You're just <laughs> making things up going, okay, well, that's the joke. Now. Davis, you just don't get it. Okay. Let's anyway, get to once let's again, get to Josie's going to send us a very strong-worded email about the opening to this episode yet again. However, before we get into the news with our guest, Maddie, we've got a trivia question. Let's see if Maddie knows this. Uh-oh. Who was the second actor ever to decline an Oscar? Do you have a guess? No. No. Davis, do you have a guest? Wait, no, you have a guess. You know I know it who it is. Do our people sitting in have a guess on who the second actor ever to decline an Oscar was? He sent up a, a Native American lady to decline it for him because what was happening at Wounded Knee? Uh, the guy from the Godfather. Marlon Brando. Marlon That's Brando correct. it was. Yes, Marlon Brando good. for his role in The Godfather. Thumbs up. John Wayne had to be held off stage because he was going to go attack the lady. He was going to punch her in the face. Yeah, John Wayne, very, very aggressive, large man he was. Anyway... Moving on to the news, Davis. Yep, just so eloquently. What can I say? I've got great transitions, as Josie said. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard says that Chris Pratt made sure they got paid the same for Jurassic World. Quote, he literally told me, you guys don't even have to do anything. I'm going to do all the negotiating. We're going to get paid the same, and you don't have to think about this, Bryce. So, a win for Chris Pratt? I guess so. This I mean, PR team must have really been working overtime to get him to do that. <laughs> Come on! You know, in the Bible... <laughs> that's what Chris Pratt was probably saying. I mean, that's just biblical, man. It's biblical. That's that's what Jim Harbaugh said, not Chris Pratt, though. You, yeah, did yeah. you see that? No. <gasps> you didn't? No. Okay, can, can we go on a tangent for like two seconds about this? No. Let's go to the next thing. Please, I get in trouble for tangents when Alex does it. He 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 was asked about starting um, two quarterbacks, and he said, that's biblical. Solomon cutting the baby in half. And I'm like, what? That's like Seinfeld. He cuts the bike in half. <laughs> he cuts the bike in half? It, well, Newman said we'll Newman. cut the bike in half. Oh well, That's you a good know. Episode. If we hey, never listen, Newman, to Newman is Solomon in this case. Oh, That's a good okay. episode. There you go. There go you check go. it out. The first trailer for Alejandro Inarritu's Bardo: False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths released. The film hit select theaters and Netflix on December sixteenth. I didn't catch the full trailer myself, but this guy made the Birdman and the Revenant, so. Thumbs yeah. up from us, I'm sure. He's a good, he's a good film. Plus, it's going to be on Netflix over Christmas break, so Davis and I are obviously going to have a chance to watch. Though Davis's Wi-Fi capabilities may be sorely lacking True. at that point. When you have to watch MCU over the break, are you just going to like drive up here for like two days? Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out indeed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Also, I rarely do this history except for this episode just because it actually happened today. But Seven, starring Brad Pitt, <gasps> Brad Pitt, and Morgan Freeman, released in theaters on this day 27 years ago today. You ever seen Seven, Maddie? Oh, no, I have not. 
Well, it's terrifying. My my it's roommate, my roommate, and my girlfriend Megan and I watched it all, and they hated it and don't want to watch it again. So it's well, uncomfortable. It's unsettling. Weak but, stomachs. But yeah, that's what I said. Good movie. That, it looks scary. Davis, what's in the box? That's you ever heard that phrase? You heard that phrase? What's in the box? TikTok sound? Anything? Oh, is that once you said TikTok sound? Is that a TikTok sound? Everything isn't on TikTok. Everything isn't. No, it is a TikTok sound. Everything's a TikTok sound. He's like, "What's in the box? Yeah, what's in the box? What's in the box? Should we spoil it for her? No, don't tell her what's in the box. What do you think's in the box? I'm not sure what's in the box. That's good. Go watch it. Go watch it, and you'll find out what's in the box. I'll let you guys know. There you go. It's a baby. What the? Stop it. It's ridiculous. Unless, um, the first trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin starring Dave Bautista has been released. The film hits theaters on February 3rd. I actually caught this trailer and it's kind of weird. Like, so it's a, it's a family yeah. and their daughter, they go to this cabin and whatever. And then it just, you, you look at the woods and then Dave Bautista just you know, mysteriously wandering around though. He's, he's hard to miss cause he's like six, four or whatever. And then apparently he meets this girl who's like five, and he's like, "I think we just became best friends." But then he's also like, "We have, we have a job to do because we've been anointed by the being to prevent the apocalypse, and your family has to make a drastic choice or some nonsense like that." I don't even know. Well, his last movie wasn't that good. The beach that makes you old, old. The beach that makes you old. That's what that's that's the colloquial term around here. Old the beach that makes you old. <laughs> what a title! I, I'd see it. Yeah, apparently it was not very good. Yeah, I heard, I watched clips. I, I you know I did one of those. You know that um that YouTube channel movie clips that just uploads like one through nine. I just watched that one. I was like, this movie. I, I used to I've think that it. it uploaded the whole movie in like two minute clips when I was a kid. So it'd just be like, I'd be like, wow, this is, I'm really missing all. I must have missed all these other clips. <laughs> just skipped around. Lord have mercy, Davis. Matt, are you a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan movies? I'm not. I've never seen them. Never seen The Sixth Sense? That's referenced in Ocean's 12. It is. I love that joke. We're going to talk about that. No, I am really uncultured, uncultured in movies, wow. so no. What? Turn it up a little bit. I'd turn her down, up. What do you want, she Davis? Turn her up a little bit. Okay. We're so much higher than her. We, yeah, we're pretty loud. We're pretty loud. It's not okay. your fault, Maddie. It's, it, it, it's entirely we're just Davis. loud people. Da- Davis cloud, crowds the mic, and I yell a lot. Yeah, y'all are just yelling. It's okay. We do that a lot. Thank you for pointing it out, though. It's okay. Um, according to a report <laughs> from okay. Deadline, okay. Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer will write Marvel's upcoming Fantastic Four movie with Matt Shackman as the director and Kevin Feige apparently working on the cast. And apparently they haven't even found the cast yet, which apparently is, I don't Jeff think Apparently Jeff Kaplan true. and Ian Springer have not done anything? I don't I don't believe that. There's so many there's been so many rumors about people connected. They have to know who's going to be. No, no, I mean as in they haven't written anything, Davis. I'm talking about the cast. Oh. Is what I'm referring to. Oh, I mean yeah, they they know who the cast is going to be. They have to know it's who gonna the cast be is going to be. Pin Badgley as Reed. That's all I know. It's gonna be Miles Teller as also Reed. Oh, could be. I was I, I was kidding. <laughs> Big fan of the Fantastic Four, Maddie, or is this gonna be another? I have no idea. I want to say I have seen that, but I'm not confident in it. He has stretchy arms. One guy's a rock. Probably. Probably. Ah. They, according to another story from Variety, the 007 producers say they're looking for someone who can fill the role for the next 10 to 12 years. Quote: It's not just about casting an actor for a film; it's about a reinvention. Davis, who do you think it's gonna be? Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill could be that that guy from Kissing Booth that Jacob. Amorty. No, he's oh. already gonna be Elvis. Oh, we That's got a response true. there. You got thoughts? I don't know. You've uh, seen the Kissing Booth, Maddie? No, but oh. I actually okay. I started that, but I'm not a fan of those types of movies, so I zoned She's myself not out. Not a fan. Actually, well, uh, 
this actually isn't open oceans episode. It's uh that type of movies episode. So you, you better start liking them. No, he's kidding. We're not doing that. Of I course. would never. I I have refused to watch the kissing booth. I watched Tall Girl just for the just for the memes. I I think I only saw a, like a little bit of it. She was just I really tall. Of Tall Girl? Yes. She was Hilarious. It's on, it on Netflix. Yes, Davis like. Just, really a, just imagine the worst possible thing that could happen to yourself. But then, like, He's imagine tall. being six two. Like that would. Really... I know. I know about tall girls. You think your life is rough? Well, imagine being six two and wearing a size thirteen shoe. I hate oh, that movie. Yeah, it's a little rough. So stupid. Oh, so, tall girl. What will you do next? A world ravaged by war, but dang, she's six two. Such a <laughs> go play basketball. I don't know. Something anyway. So dismissive, Alex. <laughs> Have you seen the movie, Davis? I don't care. I've too. seen most of the movie. I don't care. Too. I also saw the beginning of Tall Girl too. I don't care. There's too. a two. Of course there is. I was not aware. You of that. asked There's that three question. Kissing booths. Like there aren't forty-eight kissing booths in that After We Fell trilogy, whatever the heck that nonsense. Yeah, I hate. On, you know, I on, hate those movies. Those are based on Harry Style fan fictions. Well, what? well, well. Is the author movies are based. Okay, on... I was. Yeah. I knew. I knew it was based off a book. I didn't know it was. It was like, based on Harry Styles fan fictions from like Wattpad or whatever. I had no idea it was um, Harry Styles fan fiction. Yeah, I will the guy's say, name. He's British, and his name's like H or whatever. Oh, it's. Um, it, it was like just Holden One Direction or whatever. Like, is, like all Holden his friends are like L for Liam yeah. or whatever. Harry H. Oh. Niall N. What's the other guy? Oh my gosh! I didn't even put that. Louis. No. Louis. You already said L. That. Yeah, there's two L's. I thought Liam and after Louis. was Loki kind of good, but the movies after I thought were really well. It kind of changes it once you know it's just One Direction. Yeah, because they're all British. Harden, Harden. It is Harden. Um, respectfully, Harden. I haven't seen the movie. I've just seen I the, watched videos. About I've just it. seen the Alex Myers recap of the movie, and that's a tough start to the episode for you, Maddie. But I think we it's can okay. bounce the back. Yeah, the one I have to chime in on. That that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce back. We hopefully. all like bad movies every now and then. Not that bad movie. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. After we, we fell is tragic. I think that's one of the worst movies I've seen. So I'll say that. Yeah, that was pretty. Based on the Alex Myers. That's a really video. bad one. All right. There we go. There we go. Um, also, another trailer. New trailer for Disney's Strange World starring Jake Gyllenhaal. The animated film hits theaters on November 23rd. I don't know. I like, we were talking about it a few days ago. Like, the old Pixar movies are so good, but I just feel like the creativities and, like, the, you know, I don't know. I feel like the creativity is not like it used to be. For like, I just thought about Bugs Life and how Hopper is like genuinely a terrifying villain that gets eaten alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it's not. They're running out of ideas. Maybe, maybe it's just because you know, once every topic is done once, True. there's only so many ways you can do. You know, insert and they're making sad a sequel for their worst. They're one of their worst. I think. Picks Inside Out. There's think, a sequel for that. I think they're making one, aren't they? That's yeah. Or no, they are. They okay, are. They are. Liked, they are. And they're making like Fire Girl. Yeah, oh that gosh. one looks kind of interesting. That's just from Cool Math, man. I like Cool Math games. I don't know. I, so I haven't seen Soul. Fire, oh, and Water Soul is Girl. so. I like Soul. Did you see I Soul? Soul? Oh, you guys Sorry. have to. Soul is really good. Davis, you would like Soul. I think. I'm sure I would. You I haven't even seen, seen Soul. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I haven't I, seen. It. I haven't seen it either. Though. I've seen Coco saying. like 50 times. Coco's great. Oh man. Davis, uh oh, my mom's about to turn off this episode. I like Coco. Davis, sorry. big fan of sorry, Coco. Sorry, Miss Kim. Big, big fan of Coco. Miss Kim is not a big fan of Coco, unfortunately. It's her fault. It, it, it might be her fault. I don't know. Also. Speaking of, well, Disney-related properties, mm. John Bernthal is rumored to return as the Punisher in Marvel's upcoming Daredevil Born Again series. He'll be replacing uh, Kristen Ritter, who's supposed to play Jessica Jones, apparently. This is according to rumors. But uh, due to scheduling conflicts, she's not making an appearance. And Davis, I'm just going to say it again. Watch Daredevil. 
It's too much to watch. It's three seasons. It's a lot for me, Alex. Too too much to watch. Also, Davis. Two seasons is pushing it for me. Al- also, Davis, earlier this summer. Yeah, so watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. Then yeah. watch the it's movie. One se- then it's watch, 26 episodes. Then watch and then four, four movies. movies. You watched how many seasons of ER? Not this No, 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 no. A- answer Not my question. Again. You watched how many seasons of ER? 15. And I believe that's more hours than all of Evangelion combined. Uh, we calculated even the it. even the recap movies. We calculated it. It was it was how much uh, more? It, how many more? How um, how long is an ER episode? An hour. ER episode is about forty five okay, minutes. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do this right now. So, so that's two Evangelion. Three hundred thirty one episodes. episodes times uh-huh. fifty. Right? Yeah. That's fifty minutes, and then divided by sixty. That's a 275 hours. So it seems like you're on the losing end here. I'll, I'll accept an apology in writing later today. Alex. Later this evening. Look. Look. Evangelion, four movies. Five movies, actually. Five, five movies. Wait, how, how long yeah. is the rebuild? Is it three movies or four? It's four. Okay, and then there's End of Evangelion and then the show. Five movies and then... Exactly. Look, we're, not, we're not counting the recap movie because that's just the show. That's just the show. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um... All right, Davis. Fine, fine. I win this one. Fine. Put Speaking that. Of, put that in the coin of Davis's jar. Right, we'll put it in the. Coin Alex of doesn't have many jar. coins in his. I, I have. I have many coins in he my jar. Have I have many coins. Speaking doesn't. of bad remakes from earlier, the first trailer for Hellraiser what? has been released. The film hits theaters on October seventh. Bad movie. Why? Why? Oh, why? You know. You know. You'd think, considering the like the cast of horror film icons are Hellraiser, Freddy Krueger, and Jason. Those don't exactly cover all the bases. There's got to be room for some kind of creativity out there somewhere. Somewhere. Why are they even remaking it? Because Have you ever bad. watched a video about how crazy Hellraiser is? Pinhead's not even, like, the main character. Oh, he's, he's just not. a guy in it. Oh. Hellraiser's, like, a book that is kind of weird. I don't that really want That raises... It's, like, a sexual thing. Oh. And like oh. they take you to hell, and they like oh oh, it's like masochism. Uh, may, well, may, yeah, may, I'm just may, saying, maybe don't get maybe don't get too into that nonsense. I'm just right that's so all I'm gonna say. It's really oh. weird. And at the end of the it's movie, little, the guy comes back to life. It's a his, wonky. his dead like skinned body, and there's like some something happening. Oh okay, yeah. I watched a video about how you watch a lot of videos. Don't you? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? I, I I'm on YouTube all the time. I was supposed to start my project this morning, but then I was stuck on YouTube for an hour. It was there a you go. Slippery. The YouTube reels get me now. Uh, just get TikTok, man. Just but they, not on reels, TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. You know, reels I, are like seven months behind TikTok. That's true. I love the memes about reels. They're so funny. They're so, so far so behind. Instagram far behind. reels are like five, and then I heard about the corn kid like two weeks after everybody else knew no. about the corn kid. No. Alex, just it's corn. I send you TikToks. Just get on TikTok. You do. I've wa- I watched one of the. What was the last one you sent me? I don't know. I don't know either, Davis. Steven Spielberg says the Fablemans will not be his last film. I, I don't know. That's cool. What is that? Even gonna, I, I never heard of that. Well, we saw. We talked about it last week, Davis. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was gonna be, but also Spielberg being kind of a cold streak lately. You know, it's not. It's, I mean, when was his last like hit? Uh, Warhorse. I guess. I mean, I I heard West Side Story. Was West Side Story good? was good, but I didn't see it. So, well, I, mean, I don't really like you know real, real, real journalistic powerhouses us two over here. Look, Davis, I've heard it's good. We don't have time to watch every movie ever, unlike Brit says. That's true. Yeah, shout out Brit. This is a litmus test for you to know if you're listening to the podcast. I doubt he is. So true. He only wants a bucket hat. Apparently, I don't know about that nonsense. According to the rap, Ander. Andor, sorry. Season two will begin filming later this year, but the Star Wars series is unlikely to return until 2024. Apparently, it's very good, Davis. I've heard it's good. You I'm gonna not going to watch shot? it. No. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Maddie, care. are you going to watch it? Mm. Are you a Star Wars fan, Maddie? 
No. Oh. I'm not. Wow. I'm you not are not like I'm not, I'm not like a hater. It's just. I am. Not what I'm going to watch. <laughs> Di- I'm not a, Dis- I'm a, anything Disney, I, I will hate on it. I, I used to be a really big Star Wars fan. When we did the Star Wars what episodes, happened? what happened? Oh, that, they started making you? bad things. Oh, okay. oh, basically oversaturation of the market with bad stuff. Yeah, like that's you know, fair. just just constant. Like what? What the new thing is calling it basically assembly line TV shows. Yes, that is all like. Disney it's does. Just, yeah. They remake. No, it is. It's like I mean, they it's like the Droid Factory. Out the, oh my! The goodness. Droid Factory in episode yep, two. So just true. keep on throwing them out there. So true. I try my very best, Davis. According to Deadline, Jeremy Allen White, the guy from Bear. And Zac Efron, the guy from High School Musical, uh, will star alongside Harris Dickinson. I don't know who that is. As the wrestling legends, the Von Erich brothers, in an upcoming A24 film titled The Iron Claw. I am so excited about this. I'm sure you are. I don't. No, the Von Erich lore is, like, amazing. Do you not know the lore? Alex, no. Well, so, I don't care about so, wrestling. Do you want to know the lore? My dad's a big fan because he, gr- he grew up in Texas when the Von Erichs were huge, and they were, like, a huge part of the Texas wrestling Federation essentially, but then like they all died, like like, <laughs> like no, the Mando like, bombs in Seinfeld. No, like Mando like, bombs. No, like literally, Mando Davis. Bomb, like they Mando all bomb. like like car accidents and cardiac arrest. Like it was crazy. Like all the Von Erichs just like. So it's gonna be, and it's a twenty four. Come on now, when yeah. is a twenty four steered us wrong yet? The people didn't like Men from earlier this year. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't see it. You saw it, it looked really cool. It did the trailer it was a little heavy handed cool. on its yeah. symbolism, but I thought it was interesting. It looked interesting. I'd say check it out. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think it's one of their best. Yeah, but still, I, I'm excited about this movie because again, Jeremy Allen White. Bodies, he's bodies, like, bodies was good as well. Ah, okay, there you Give go. Give that a thumbs up. Jer- Jeremy Allen White, the guy in the Bear, which is like you know, the big oh, show he's of the, the summer. He's the chef. He's the guy. chef. Yeah, exactly. And then Zach Efron. I like the memes where he's like me after I make ravioli and send him standing there. I like those. Those are good memes. I agree. I agree. Also, Davis Robert Eggers, the Northman, was able to turn a profit yeah, due to its, it's at-home PVOD and good streaming movie. sales. Alex, you saw that in theaters with me. Yeah, I did. Jack didn't like it. He did, he thought we were going to see the bad guys. That's why he didn't like yeah. it. What's the the animated movie with Wait, Craig really? Robinson? He was like, I thought I was going to convince y'all to see it. I was like, no. No, we want to see the Northman. He said if he, if he had been in the right mindset for it, maybe he would have liked it. Vikings. Well, I mean, he needs to see it again then because it was a really, really good movie. Also, the wild story from Vanity Fair has delved deep into the Ezra Miller situation. And, well, we have it somewhat covered here. An insider close situation says that Ezra Miller has grown increasingly narcissistic, often choosing young people for their audience because they are more malleable. Mm-hmm. He also apparently demanded that Susan Sarandon – oh, sorry. Yes, they also demanded that Susan Sarandon came to pay tribute. I don't really – I heard huh? I heard they had a uh, like a spiritual advisor or something. I was telling them that like their God or something. That's something I heard recently. It's too bad because the Flash was cool. I was looking forward to that movie. I'm gonna still go see it in theaters. How is it gonna be released? I just like seeing though? movies in theaters because people are like, well, the Will Smith like 140 million dollar movie that they were making, we can't do it because he slapped Chris Rock. But then Ezra Miller's over here. I don't know what's going on. Does anybody know? Maybe yeah. maybe they'll shelve it. Apparently, they were running around America with like a gun in a bo- in body armor, afraid they were going to get shot by the FBI. So, sure. I don't really know know what to do with all that information. But Davis is going to go see the Flash. I'll, I'll see it. In th- I like just yeah. seeing movies in theaters. I saw Thor: Love and Thunder in theaters with Chris. Oh, we know Davis. <laughs> it we, wasn't good. We, we, we know. Which it's more me. fun to watch movies at like. Are bad. 
I mean, like, even if that was good, we like either way, we would have had a good time. Because like, if it's good, it's a good movie. If it's bad, it's Morbius. You're there with a friend laughing at it. Like, Morbius is. I'm not even. That was not fun. <laughs> oh come well, on. I mean, like it was, or like it was not. Like the movie wasn't even enjoyable. <laughs> it. W- I think way. it would have been fun if it was we, just so boring. If we if we hadn't had to do a podcast on it, we could have just turned our could've brains been, off. Yeah. But we had to keep retaining information. Ugh. Difficult time. Maddie, did you see Morbius? No. Don't watch. Good. Gonna... Good. Don't watch Morbius. It's awful. But, I mean, unless unless you want to listen to the podcast. Final stretch of the news here. Final stretch of the news here, indeed. A sequel to Constantine is in development of Warner Brothers. Keanu cool. Reeves will repri- reprise his role. I used to play the, the Constantine game a lot when I was a really? kid. It's a cool game. Apparently, it's good. I haven't seen it, but, like, it's got, like, a cult following. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's amazing, but, like, John Constantine's Con- a cool character. I agree. Apparently, people have been mispronouncing it. What are they saying? Oh. Well, it was on Twitter. So Constantine? There, were, there was no audio for, like, it to explain. Constantine. I thought so, but everybody says Constantine. Constantine. He says Constantine. I don't, I don't know. They're probably saying Constantine. Also, speaking of, well, movies, first trailer for I Want to Dance with Somebody starring Naomi Aki as Whitney Houston has been released. The biopic hits theaters this December. And all I got to say, Davis, is another one. I mean, I might be more interested since it's Whitney Houston, but, like, I'm kind of tired of biopics anyway. I, like... Unfortunately, and this is going to sound All of our bad. news is just like, oh, we're tired of this. Yeah. We're tired of that. <laughs> it, Normally, it's exciting. This is like, we got a last year. This is a lull of news, honestly. I was going through it. There's not a lot of exciting stuff going on, unfortunately. Hopefully, we'll get some news in the future. But I just, how many times can I see incredible young performer rise to the stardom and then get addicted to some kind of drug and die? Because that, that. Who's playing Bobby Brown in the movie? I don't know. Like that sounds uh, really Ashton, harsh. Ashton and I don't. Sanders is. Oh, there you go. I don't mean it to be harsh. I really don't. But like that, like the plot of each of these biopics is a oh, really? I love that guy. superstar who has some like Bohemian Rhapsody just made up the sto- the the drama. Elvis, we obviously knew that, yeah. right? Rocket Man, I guess not. But like wa- Walk the Line Rocket with Johnny Man Cash was, was interesting. I think the yeah, I didn't watch the um. But I was the, the Weird Al one might be funny. I'm not familiar with Elton John's story. I think I the Weird Al one will be really good. But, like, again, like, it's just, I don't know. There's only so many ways I can see an actor singing a song in front of a CGI crowd, and that'd be, like, the big break. Again, Whitney Houston, great singer, by the way. Love Whitney Houston's music. 10 out of 10. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like. I might check it out. There's only so, I mean, if there's another trailer that convinces me more. I feel like, let me check this one. I think I heard a rumor they're making a Teddy Pendergrass movie. Which I would watch that. I Who's that him. again? He's a soul singer. Ooh. I'm not sure if they're actually going to do that. Davis, what if they did a Marvin Gaye movie? I'd watch that. Did you watch the James Brown movie? No. Really? Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, Teddy, P- Teddy Pendergrass biopic is coming. Wow. Apparently. Which, uh, oh, really? It's, um, what's his name? Tyrese Gibson, is that his name? Yes. He was the well, guy Teddy who Pendergrass had the- in the 80s got to a car wreck and he was paralyzed from then on. Oh. He was in also in Harold Milton and the Blue Notes. He was the lead singer for that. But we can get on. Indeed we can. Check out Teddy Pendergrass. Great singer. A lot, a lot of check out. If you feel so inclined. I'm telling Alex to check oh, it out. Oh, oh, Everybody okay. else is just listening. That's my loophole oh, here. Oh, okay, Davis. I see you. Canelo Alvarez has joined the cast of Creed 3. Heck yeah. Thumbs up. Dave is a big fan of Creed. I love Creed. I love Creed. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Finally, another Creed fan. Yeah. Another Creed head. Alex does not like Creed. No. Really? Alex no. hates Creed. Why? It's, I don't, first of all, he I don't. He hates Creed. No, stop it. Stop it. I don't hate Creed, but like when you watch 
eight consecutive boxing movies. Eventually, it does tend to wear. Well, I mean, like that's you why the, you just watched Creed same. One and Creed Two. Well, yeah, yeah, but I watched all the Rockies before that's that. That's Your fault. They they came out I, before. Nobody Creed. told you that. Nobody told you. My do mom it. did because Rocky's really good. Rocky One's really good. Rocky Two's really good. Rocky Three is all right. Rocky Four. Creed Creed One and Creed Two. Great. Creed No Creed Two with the whole scene in the desert. I could not. It's any it's Absurd. any different from a Rocky movie. No. Well, thing is, that's why I don't like Rocky. He was Four. fighting in like California, and what's in California, Alex? Desert wildfires. Wow, thank you, Alex. You really brought down the mood. <laughs> now, get your last bit of news. So oh get wow, um, Jean Page and Glenn Powell will star in a remake uh, of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and the Russo brothers will produce Davis. Are we excited about that? No, don't make, stop remaking movies. Well, the Russo brothers produced everything ever all at once, so they must be know what they're be knowing what they're doing. The untitled series, not a film, will stream on Amazon Prime Video. Details are few and far between, but the sources say the untitled series will take place in an alternate America akin. What does that mean? Why don't, why don't, we, why don't we delve into that for a second? What could no, that possibly mean? I, I, I say we just don't. I, Davis. I don't, I don't want to talk about any more remakes. I'm tired of them remaking things. Well, Davis, I think remaking is the future. No. Why? Why would it be the future? No, I mean they've been remaking things. Not in things. a good way. It's just I'm accepting our reality. But here. I mean, like they've been remaking things throughout Hollywood. Stars Born to Me to remade three times now. True, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because what the first one was in like 1930, right? And, and then, then it was like the 1973. Yeah, there's with Wait. Chris Christopherson. And then one with Barbara Streisand. Might be four mm-hmm. actually. Are there four? Wow. And Bradley Cooper was probably the best one. I'll look into it. First Star is Born is so... 1951. 51. Uh, 1954. Wow, okay, that was quick. 1976 and 2018. 1951 was a television adaptation with Kathy Crowley and Conrad Nagel. And it was originally 1937 was the first of Star is Born. Wow. So technically five times. Or no, four. TV, 54. Who would have thought one of the most remakeable IPs was a Star is Born? It's just you get a singer to sing and then a guy. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen a Star is Born. What? Never seen it. Mm. Really? Alex, why did it take you that long to process Well, because I was, I, was re- I was reciting in my head the Wikipedia page on why <laughs> Elvis wasn't in the Star is Born. Because apparently Elvis was what? not in it. You were reciting it like in I was, your head? I was reading through it in my head. Trying to figure out what part <laughs> I remembered. Okay. Let's just... Let's just... Ocean's Eleven. Well, no, Davis. Do you know why? Do you know why Elvis wasn't in it? He was probably at war. Oh. No, nineteen seventy. Oh, seventy six. Because um, apparently, Colonel Tom Parker himself did not want Elvis to be in the movie because it made it seem like his career was fading. Because he because ah, the, the male singer in A Star Is Born is in a, is a fading former big time star that is no longer. Yeah. And Tom Parker was like, no, that that's not reality because Elvis is still great. And then of course Elvis like died the next year. So maybe Colonel Tom didn't really know what was going on. Hmm. I don't like Colonel Tom Parker. I'm just Nobody saying. does. Nobody does. And anyway, moving on from our news segment, that was a duller one than normal. I wasn't very proud of it's that, okay. unfortunately. It's okay. It's, it's been a long we'll, week. We'll make up for it with Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. More like I, <laughs> a few times people are like, oh, what movie are you watching? I was like, oh, Ocean's 2. Alex. Alex. What? I don't know. I didn't know. Also, apparently, Davis just offered the Amazon account to people. I didn't know you were just giving away your Amazon account. I may have leaked that information. Why would you tell him? Because I had to pay $12. I paid for them all, too. I watched them free. You can watch them on Tubi for free with ads. We spent 
$24 on this episode. Okay. What? Horrendous. Well, yeah, because I paid 12 he paid 12 Oh. I don't mind. Quick math. I like the movies. I guess I'm giving money to Bezos, though. So <gasps> yeah. Uh-oh. Boo. Wow. I'm not happy about it either. Nobody's happy about it. So Alex, Ocean's tell 11. Tell us about the cast. I will. I, for certain people, I'll have fun facts about it. All right, Davis. Oh, We're going to go in order of recruitment. As Wikipedia says, you got George Clooney as the man, the myth himself, Danny Ocean, or no. Daniel Ocean. An ex-con who establishes the heist. Bernie Mac. I love I Bernie love Mac. Him. He's hilarious. He's Bernie awesome. Mac Especially is awesome. in this. He's, he's really he's funny in awesome. these. So, so good. And we're going to get into some things that happen in Ocean's 13 a little bit later down the line. Bernie Mac as Frank Cadden, a discredited croupier and con man. Brad Pitt as Robert, Rusty Ryan, Danny's friend and partner in crime. Elliot Gould a as... croupiers, the people that, like the dealers at a casino. Oh, okay. A croupier, I'm guessing. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, Elliot Gould as Ruben Tishkoff, a former casino owner who is Danny's wealthy friend. People may recognize the name Elliot Gould from being Ross and Monica's dad on Friends. Along He's with a lot so, of other things, to so be So funny. Love Elliot Gould. I know, but that's like, I'm sure where most people would recognize. Love Elliot Gould. Casey Affleck, your man, Davis, Love as Casey Virgil Affleck. Malloy, a gifted mechanic. He's and the better as, Affleck brother. As, I, oh, okay. I think he, acting-wise, 100%. I liked him in this with the stash, or was that 13 when he had the that stash? That was 13, 13 with the absurd he, he did have a stash in this one as well. I he had a really big I stash the in the absurd third. I cannot stash. wait to talk about that when we get to Ocean's I, 13. Okay, yeah, we'll get to it. Absolutely. Uh, Casey Affleck as Virgil Malloy and Scott Kahn as Turk Malloy. As his brother. His brother. I have a fun fact about oh, go, Scott Kahn. Son of James Kahn, famous actor, very famous actor. A lot. I'm sure everybody knows him. From The Godfather. From The Godfather. But when Scott Kahn was a kid, he was in a hip-hop group. I, showed, I told you all this earlier. He was in a hip hop group. Who, oh my goodness, hip hop group called the Hooligans, with a guy named Daniel Maman, who grew up to be very, very famous hip hop producer, producer the Alchemist. Wow, Scott, which Kahn. is pretty cool. The uh, the song was pretty good as well. They got signed to Tomboy Records before they got dropped later on. Which apparently Scott Kahn was supposed to be like a huge deal. In... Yeah, he was in Hawaii Five O. That's right. I could not remember, and he was an entourage for a brief time. Yes, okay. I remember him in entourage. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's. I think he's genuinely like he's really funny in these. I, I think he should have gotten a lot more work. Not that he hasn't, but I feel like he he could have gotten a lot more big stuff like this. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think he's really good in these. I, I would agree as well. And speaking of the rest of the cast, I think most of them are very good. Eddie Jemison as Livingston nope. Dell. He's in Nope. He is. Yeah. I haven't seen Nope. Oh, well, he's in it. Not, not elect- very much, but he's in an it. electronics and surveillance expert Don Cheadle as Basher Tar with the worst accent I have. <laughs> Ever heard, which they make fun of in twelve and thirteen. If you didn't notice, they do. They, okay, they, you, I'm gonna need you to point that out when we get to them. when we get to them. I'll point them Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um, Shiobo Kin as the amazing Yin, an acrobat. So he's only in four movies: Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen, and Ocean's Eight. In he's real in Ocean's life, Eight. No yeah. Way. In in real life, he's just he was just an acrobat. Well, like they saw him, oh. they saw him doing like the flips and stuff with. His traveling, not a circus, but like acrobat group, and yeah. they're like, "You should, you should audition for this." And he, he was did. good. Yeah, I like him. Good cast. He, he has the probably Plus, I get, one one of the most iconic lines in the movie, which I can't repeat. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Where the you been? Yeah, that that was good. That was good. <laughs> Carl Reiner as Saul Bloom, an elderly con man, and Matt Damon as Linus Caldwell, a pickpocket that aids Danny. Mm-hmm. Do you have the fun fact about that? Uh, I don't have pickpocket. So opinion. what I believe. I'm going to check this out a second time. Davis, could you read through the rest of the cast while I look this up? Okay. Please. Uh, along with the Ocean's Eleven there, there is the antagonist of the movie, the owner of the Bellagio, the real Bellagio fictional owner, Terry Benedict, played by Andy Garcia, 
Ruben's rival who who owns the three casinos. Well, it was the MGM Grand, the Bellagio, and I don't remember the other one. But Andy Garcia, who you may know, Alex, from the Untouchables. Yes. Yes, I do. I've, have you seen Andy Garcia before? Yes, I have. He's I've also in some other things. He's saw, I feel like he's a dad in something I've seen. I thought it says he's in The Godfather. He is in The Godfather. He's in Godfather. He's in Mamma Mia. Oh, he is in Ma- – oh, okay. That's where I know him from. There you go. Who's he in Mamma Mia? Is he just there? Is he is he in Mamma Mia 2? I think it's Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. And Julia Roberts yep. as Tess Ocean, Danny's ex-wife, and Terry's current girlfriend. Drama. She kind of looks like somebody. It's kind of – That was funny. I, I was very confused about that, I must admit. I, I told really you there know. was going to be a bit. Did you did you like the bit in Ocean's 12? Yes, Davis. We're going to get to that. You we'll get to it. Ocean's down. 11. Ocean's 11. Simmer down. Uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, of course. And then there's a lot of cameos. There are quite. I loved the Topher Grace and Shane West cameos. Yeah. So that in the beginning it, they cut to Rusty and he's just they they mention he's like teaching celebrity like movie stars how to play cards and all the people at the table are actual movie stars, but I only know Topher Grace. I, I think one of them's from Dawson's Creek though. And Shane West is from um, ER. So that's how I knew him. So that's I was how. Like, oh my gosh, knows. my guy Shane West. Once I get it some water. Keep talking, Davis. Uh. Maddie, what'd you think of the first movie overall? I liked it overall. I it's surprisingly not my favorite, even though I feel like normally That's okay. The first of any like series is normally my favorite. It wasn't my favorite for some reason. Interesting. I, I would agree with Great that. Great movie though. Thumbs and up from me. A, th- a thumbs up is fair. Also, Henry Silva and Angie Dickinson, Davis, I don't know if you said this part. They made cameos as themselves and they played Roger Corneal and Beatrice Ocean in the original nineteen sixty film that starred Frank Sinatra They're and not a good Martin. movie. Apparently not. They're just they're just singing about robbing a casino at the end. They don't rob the casino. They like oh. they leave the casino like heads down. They're like, well, we didn't rob the casino. We're gonna make that a soundbite. There you go. <laughs> w e g. Um. Anyway, screenplay by Ted Griffin, who was did Ravenous, Matchstick Men, and Ocean's Eleven. Also did Tower Heist. So seems to be a big fan of the heist movies. It was again based on the original film. Cinematography by Peter Andrews and edited by Stephen Murione. I thought that was pretty solid. I thought the cinematography was good. Yeah. I, you told me it was edited on Adobe Premiere, right? Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro, and I could tell because there was that one when he's talking about the plane and it does the like the screen flip transit. You know what I'm talking about? So Alex yeah. and I in high school for sports broadcasting class, we had to edit a lot of things on Final Cut Pro. So we like there's things in the movie that we recognize. I, some which of the, is fonts, like the fonts, the fonts. I like knew the fonts. Some of the little flips and stuff. It's, and I think the editing's really good. It's pretty solid because you you didn't notice. No, exactly. So there is a story. Uh, I'm going to tell the story, then I'm going to fact check myself, which is flip, usually the end. The flip is crazy. So there's a story about like after the movie wrapped, they were all like they went out and bowled together, like as a crew. Steven Soderbergh was there, and like Matt Damon was like, "Hey, Steven, how's the movie going? How's the editing going?" He's like, "You want to see it?" And he's like, "What?" And Steven Soderbergh whipped out like a MacBook, and they watched the movie right there in the bowling alley because no he had been editing it on Final Cut on his laptop whilst they were like what? filming. So like, at, from what I've heard, like after the filming, he'd edit that night, and it looks pretty good. So like, I'm pretty sure that means he like planned it out his ideas for editing while he was doing it. Obviously, he probably had help editing, but yeah, I'll look. I'll I'll, I'll fact check. Shout myself. out to Steven Soderbergh for that one. And Maddie didn't even notice. No, I did not. I thought it looked pretty good. Again, there were there were times I could tell because I remember Davis okay. telling me that, and then there were a few where you could just see like the, like you know, um, 
on like Google Slides presentations, there's like the transition. One of them is like the bo- it goes out as a box and then the cube flips. Yes, it- I know what you're the transition yeah. you talked. Yeah. Once you said that, I like remembered in the movie. That one, I, I was like, oh my gosh, that that's how I knew for a moment. And the film, I thought the music was pretty good by David Holmes, and a runtime of only an hour and fifty six minutes, not too long, and it was released on December seventh, another Christmas movie, Davis, December seventh, two thousand one. And on a budget of $85 million, the film was a smash hit with $450.7 million at the worldwide box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 83% approval rating with an average rating of 7 out of 10. Metacritic, it's a 74 out of 10. And CinemaScore is a B-plus on the A to F scale. So, excuse me, people seem to like this one. Yeah. I mean, All it's things a, considered. It's all around a good movie. And, like, this is kind of like the trope of, like, Oh, heist movie with a really convoluted plot. Like they kind of come from the Ocean's movies. I feel like I, which is like okay because it's so fun and the the plot wraps itself up fine. I liked. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I liked the first hour and forty five minutes of it, mm-hmm. but just the ending was where I was like, what part of it? Like at what point? Okay. Were you like okay. So there were a couple. There was the Julia Roberts saying. Terry, you of all people should know if something yeah. happens in your hotel, someone's watching. I, I was okay. like, turn off the fair, movie. Though. No, that was just cringe. I think, I think you're fair with your criticism of it, but I'm okay, oh, okay. with it. Yeah, cringe, I agree with Davis. Cringe line. I didn't like that line at all. Also, I will say, excellent montages. We keep finding movies that master the montage, Davis. Steven Soderbergh knows how to do George a montage. Clooney, well, step one, get George Clooney to narrate a montage. Yes. First of all, I kept I kept th- thinking it was Fantastic Mr. Fox because he does the same type yeah. of narration in that movie. Well, it's just movie. his voice. Well, yeah, I know, but I just kept like so, thinking, wait a minute. The one thing about all three movies, mm. let me go to my little mm. doc, is um, your Google doc. It's just exposition dumps, but it's not. But terrible. you don't even notice. Like in, it's not bad. In the second one, one the first one, obviously. Either one of them. Oh, in the third one, there's like really heavy exposition when they're planning out how to. We'll get there eventually, but when they're planning out how to like hit um, Al Pacino's Willie Banks thing, they're just like. Oh, and then we have to do this and this and this and then this happened. So it's just all exposition. But it's but it's in an so awesome montage. Good. You don't even notice. It's so good, and I love it. And I really, really like that. But then the ending, I don't know. I didn't really buy the whole Claire de Lune scene where they're just all staring at the water, and it's very emotional because like that wasn't the vibe of the entire movie up until that point for me. But you're okay with the heist itself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like, thought your issue was with no, like how no. it ended. The heist is absurd, but somehow they make awesome. it feel believable. Yeah. Like the fact that he set off a nuclear bomb essentially in the middle. <laughs> oh, like, better yet, it pitches a bomb. Except the axe, he's like, he's like, "Oi, London Bridge is falling down." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Why?" I, a little, a fun little thing I always thought was funny is when he's about to set it off. He like covers. He like he like shrinks up and he covers his private area. It, like oh, you can yeah, see for- him like think about. It. He like he like. Shrinks up just yes, in case. Yes, I like it, that. I think it's just funny. I thought that was funny as well. For Don Shields' role in the film, here's a little fun fact. Speaking of that here's horrendous here's accent, a fun fact. he needed to learn to speak with a Cockney accent, which drew harsh reviews from critics and is recognized as being one of the worst accents in film. <laughs> I actually watched a video, Vanity Fair did a video with an accent expert, and he said Don Cheadle was one of the worst he'd ever heard. Cheadle commented on his accent saying, quote, My British friends tell me it's truly a terrible <laughs> London accent, Ocean's 13. You know something? I really worked on that accent, went to London, spoke to people, got to know him. My agent said it was fine, so I'm stuck with this thing, even though everyone laughs at me, so I sacked her, of course. So in so, the second one, oh, I guess we'll get, should I just go ahead and say you it? You say that because it relates to what we're talking about. So in about. the second one, when they're doing the bit about Julia Roberts has to have a southern accent, 
he's like, no one, will, no one will believe it if it's not good, and he's doing it in his accent. And then the third one, they also make fun of it again, but I can't remember. I don't recall mm. how. But they make once you like real once you've seen them like twenty times, like I have. Yes, you have, Davis. I've seen them a lot. Davis, Davis, big oceans, oceans, huge fan. oceans fan. It's just like one of the, like you know, like a comfort movie. Like you don't, you don't feel like watching something new. So I watch so you Die just Hard. Put something on, yeah. Like oceans, eleven, twelve, and thirteen are those for me. What is your comfort movie, Maddie? Like you just, you're like, I don't feel like watching something new. I, I want to watch a movie though. You just put some on. Like my roommate puts put on Bugs Life. You did. Coco ago. is one of mine as well. I watched mm. that one. A Mine's while, either Cars, just the first one, or Friends. Just the not, show. Not, what? No, just, no, no, no. Friends with Benefits. Oh, with oh, Justin Timberlake? The Justin Timberlake with Justin movie. Timberlake. I don't know why. Well, do you have a comfort show? I feel like I watch, I'll watch Seinfeld more often. If I just need something, I just want something on the TV, I'll just throw on some Seinfeld. Yeah, mine's, like, I know what's happening. Mine's Modern Family. Yeah. Oh, Modern Family. Mine good. changes with seasons. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But, Cars, Cars is, yeah, I like Cars. Cars is a good cars. movie, man. It gets <laughs> a bad cars. rap because it's not like Toy Story, but we'll save that for our picture episode well, yeah, next we'll year, maybe, next semester. Maybe, next. maybe. Who knows, who knows. But yeah, so Don Cheadle, the accent, terrible. But I, I like the movie. I really, yeah. I just thought, I guess, <sighs> with all these big name actors when I was taking it all very seriously, so like, I didn't buy like, like, we all love it, and they're all funny. Ha ha! They're like actually bad people, but it's funny. Is kind of the bit with oceans because they are criminals. But then I just it kind of slipped but they're away. They're stealing from a bad person. Yeah, yeah. they don't. The they're kind of like they don't steal y- from good yeah, people. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, and that, yeah, gotcha, cool, fine by me. But then like the ending where like Julia Roberts is like, you know, even though he totally ruined my life, the fact that he like, just like he didn't, he just lied to her the whole time. The whole movie, he lies to her again, and then she's like, "Dang, I'll see you out when you're out of prison in six months." I don't. Bad. I don't think it's that. I, they kind of set up that she still likes him. Well, and yeah, it was, and it was like for her. Like, yes, the reason she he she he did that was for her, and she kind of knew. Like I'm you you're, you're throwing he a surprise. told her, Alex, if I'm throwing you a surprise party, and I'm not telling you I'm throwing you a surprise party, and then it well, happens, yeah, but are you also, be like, no, "Why didn't you tell Alex. me about the surprise party, no, Davis?" Alex. He also gets. I fi- hate you now. He also gets fifteen million dollars. Not like he did it for her. He's and also she get- also gets. Fifteen million dollars, because they are now back together. It was also t- he like did that to showcase that. Yeah, you know. I feel like if Danny hadn't got the money and just got Tess back, he wouldn't have cared. That's true. Kind of the point. That's the true. However, he still got the money, and also well, yeah, he got the money and the girl. He, he he's did, that he, cool. He did it for her because she was mad at him for committing a crime previously, and then he did it again. So I, don't know. I feel like it's kind of. But I do love the cast. I will say, Julie Roberts. Everybody's great. Everybody's top, yeah. funny. Top tier. Stacked. Saul. Top tier. Yeah. Love Saul. Everybody's everybody's so quirky, so Bernie funny. Bernie Mac. Yeah, Bernie Mac. I feel like Top it's probably of the pyramid. I think he's gonna say second funniest for me. Whoa! And I have Virgil and Turk as Vir- Virgil, tied for one. I thought Virgil and Turk honestly got funnier in the later movies. Oh, yes, they do. I but agree. even Ocean's in the thirteen, later. Virgil and Turk. Oh I cannot God. wait to discuss that nonsense. Just like just like the banter they had, like when they were playing 20, 21 questions in the in the car, and then Matt Damon got out because they were being annoying. Oh, yes. Yes. Or wait, the who, argument they who was who was the who was the it person went, though? It went. Uh, <laughs> uh, is he a guy? Uh, yes. Is he alive? Yes. Evil Knievel. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Yeah, that was good. And then I they like were arguing that. like when when they were the, and they were just like every single they were like running around the whole time. They like they'd run, they'd become the paramedics, they'd run back, they'd be like security staff. Loki the back, they were carrying everyone on their back. Yeah, they the were heist. without them. I don't it wouldn't have worked. I think there was one issue 
with the plan that is in the movie, and that comes from Virgil and Turk, when they change from like the busboy outfit into their, I think maybe it's their paramedic outfit, they leave the busboy outfit just laying in the elevator, and it zooms in on it in the elevator, and it like cuts. Oh, yeah. But maybe maybe like Livingston went and picked it up. Like I, it doesn't break the movie or anything. Yeah, I just feel like someone would be like, "Why is this busboy outfit?" Yeah, yeah like yeah, like it, it, it's not like I, it had, I think their, someone, like it had their names and said, "If found, please return." I figure, to. I figure someone just went and like got it out the elevator. Like, or maybe, again, maybe, maybe just, like Don Cheadle was waiting up there. Like if you're committing a crime and you happen to leave some unidentified costume behind, it's gonna be like, "Oh well." Yeah, that, that was Davis. How I just, know? I just I noticed. Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I remember that too, and I was like, "That's ah, fine." I, I, I th- again, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought again, they just cast really good top band tier. here. Really good. Cast band. top tier. Brad they Pitt are, top tier. They are funniest in thirteen. Yeah, I will agree. I agree, but, but my man Bernie Mac, the charisma. Oh, this man oh, just—I don't understand it. The Bernie Mac, he's really good in thirteen as well. But I, that's why I got a story. When about. he's we'll in with him and Matt Damon, when they're in the like the Nevada Gaming Commission scene. And they have to like act like they're fighting. Oh my god, that was so <laughs> funny! It's that so was funny. so so funny. I might watch Ocean's Thirteen. <laughs> nah, no. This, this inspired me to go watch Transformers because Bernie Mac is in that for one small segment and it is hilarious. John Turturro's in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's like a main, but like Bernie. No, Bernie Mac's Same. like a cheap car salesman. And it's really really funny because he's just totally absurd. Or when he's trying to get the 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 cars for cheap from the from the guy and he keeps holding his hand. Oh yeah, that we're was good. lotion man. You wear lotion. I like this lotion. <laughs> anyway, I think that that I mean, again, the thing with these movies is there's not a lot of depth to them, which is not what we're like looking there for. Is, but I mean, even I, mean then. I, I was explaining in the fact that we haven't discussed it for an extended amount of time. But I mean, what 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 are some of the Davis? You're you're the expert here, or Maddie is also the expert here. More so, Davis. Yeah. Well, expert guest. Hey, same finish thing. Finish your question. Like, I mean, what are, what are some things you want to talk about that you feel like we haven't discussed? If there's you know that depth that you're discussing, come on now, Davis. Oh, oh, now that you put me on the spot, I got Oh, wow. <laughs> well, obviously, wow. Uh, the style of the movie in general. Mm-hmm. Like, just the... It's so sleek. It's so, like... Surpri- oh, go ahead. It, I was going to say, I'm surprised it didn't get nominated for, like, costume department. Oh, the, I love the fashion. The, co- the, 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 the In Ocean's the, 12, probably the best. I think Ocean, yeah. All three of them have great. In Ocean's 13, where you see George Clooney with the mustache and the turtleneck. That like, was yes. so fly. It looks so the good. I will say it's very funny to me. Um, this is something that reminded me of when I watched the first one, and I, you actually see it less in the sequels, which I thought was weird. Is that George Clooney basically plays the same character in every movie? No, yeah, he does. And I can yeah. confirm this because, like, he made so many expressions in the in this first one specifically that I was like that saw that in ER. Like when he's like trying to like be chummy with Drew Robinson, he's like, he makes a face. That he just the starts like squinting for some reason. You know, he's just yes. Starts, and I'm like, what do you like? Why are you doing? He's and just he, George Clooney. He George Clooney's so cool. He did that to the nurse girlfriend in ER, and I was like, he just pulls the same moves on everyone, and it works, doesn't George it? George Clooney's yep. so because he's so George suave. Clooney. I think if a genie was like, Clooney. you can switch bodies with George Clooney, I'd be like, yeah, perfect. Boom. He's so suave I, I, and cool. I'm content. He's George Clooney. He's George Clooney. And he's made a lot of money. He he doesn't even have to play. He doesn't have to be anybody else in a movie besides George Clooney, yeah, unless except in No Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, he's very different. Than he's kind of George Clooney. He's yeah, but I mean a little bit George Clooney. But even then, all that's yeah, okay, fair, fair. And I, just the banter. Well, first of all, I want to uh, the style of it, like the aesthetic. I guess mm. you could say, quote unquote, like very '70s style, which I love. Very like shiny, sleek. Obviously in Vegas, so they kind of have to. Yeah. The music is great, and this one, uh, Maddie and I agree, the second one has the best music, which yeah. we will get to. You mean like orchestral or like like just the soundtrack? soundtrack okay, orchestral, but. Uh, and it has, it has like the good sting music, like like 
when like a part of the high starts going, it's like yeah, whatever it is. That's what I was like. Wow, this guy really nailed at least that. Like era. it's just so fun. I like, like the first thing I noticed with Ocean's Twelve, I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, the first scene it starts off with a great song right when he free fr- freeze frames out the window in Ocean's Twelve. Oh yeah. There's two freeze frames in that movie. The second freeze frame is bad. First I don't even mind good. them. Like I think they're fun. I think Steven Spielberg is just having fun. I just, when I watched, it, I said, "Not the freeze." Like frame. it's not. It's not even like the Harry Potter freeze frame. The Harry Potter freeze. It's frame. like like I feel like Steven Soderbergh's doing it on purpose because he thinks it's funny. The Harry Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter freeze frame haunts my dreams <laughs> to this day. Oh, and Ocean's Eleven. Uh, another thing that you may notice: uh, Brad Pitt obviously likes to eat in his movies. I. See. Yes. So he's eating in this one a ton. All the time. All the time. All the time. And at the end of the movie, when he goes to pick up George Clooney from prison, he has indigestion because he's been eating the whole movie, which you may not have noticed. How would you? Wait, how would I you? He notice? burps. He goes like because he's eating and he has he has heartburn <laughs> because he's been eating nonstop throughout the movie. That's funny. That's just what, snacking. I like that. Excellent. Good for him. And one more thing. So, oh, go ahead. Say anything? No, it, it was unrelated. My last thing I want to say that I really love about this movie before I turn it over to y'all for some more is just the banter in general. It's just so natural. It's just so fun. It's funny. It's humorous. Like Rusty and Danny talking to each other. Like when Danny, when Rusty's like sitting, one that always stands out to me was when he's sitting at like the bar and like he's not even saying anything. And Danny's like, Do you think we need one more? You want one more? Okay, we'll get one more. And then they go get Linus. Oh, or, yeah. Like, yeah. Rusty doesn't even say anything, but you can tell they're friends. Just the banter, especially Virgil and Turk. Uh, Matt Damon has really good banter with everybody. He's a new guy. Yeah. He's trying to prove himself, and he's like, kind of chip on his shoulder, but he's also funny. And like everybody, they all like each other. Even even like the cast chemistry is good. Yes. Yeah, and uh, also like, and it's more in the second ones, but Brad Pitt can understand Yin, and just in the second ones, they can just all understand Yin, but like they never say anything to him back in Chinese, which I thought was pretty funny. That's because it, it, may, it may have sounded like your uh, introduction to everything ever I all think at I once. I think I did. I think I, I, I tried my I'm best. I'm kidding. You did great, I did. I, I spoke in Chinese for the everything ever all at once one. I was practicing You'll all just day. have to listen to it, I had it, a phrase. Maddie. I was like, I'll thank you for listening. Uh, we're talking about everything ever all at once. And I, I it's pretty cool. I in Chinese. It was, it, was very, it was very nice. He spelled it phonetically. Yeah. Excellent. Ooh. Excellent. I think I, it probably didn't sound amazing, but like I think you could probably tell what I was saying if you spoke oh, yeah. Chinese. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, on to Ocean's 12, perhaps? Do y'all have anything else? Uh, what are you rating this out of 10? Or let's give it out of five stars. No, I like the ten. Okay, out of ten. Ten then. is bet. See, Maddie, you like the ten. I'm a ten. I'm a ten as well. I need more. I give room. it nine. I think. Wow, that's hot. Because I give it four and a half on okay. five stars. I'd give it an eight. I was gonna say eight, eight and a half, only because I think the other two movies are better in my opinion. That's okay. Wow. So I have to leave room for that. Okay, that's fair. All right. So maybe that's, an eight. So again, good movie. Yeah. We we all concur on that. Moving on to Ocean's Twelve. I'm not great gonna read. movie even. Oh, well, Davis would say great I movies. Think movie. I think it's they're great movies. They all three are great to me. Which you might disagree on Ocean's Twelve. A lot of people disagree on Ocean's Twelve. I do. Okay. Do you not, wow, like, wow. Do you not like Ocean's Twelve? We'll we'll certainly a lot of people we'll don't. get we'll get uh, into this. Uh, Ocean's Twelve. I'm not gonna read the entire cast because that would be eleven names we've already said. I'll just add the twelfth person, Julia Roberts, in a more full time role here as Tess Ocean, the wife of Danny. Roberts also portrays herself in the film in a scene where Tess is impersonating Julia Roberts as part of the con. <laughs> And her oh, character wait, wait. Actually, is talking on the phone with her real self. So I had, in the movies, they have all this lingo and jargon, right? Did we want to go movie by movie and see if y'all could guess the jargon, or do you want to do it after all three movies? 
After. After, yeah. Okay. That sounds like a fun after game. Okay. Also, fun fact for Julia Roberts, you may wonder, well, why does she have to play, play pregnant Julia Roberts at the end of the movie? Is because the real Julia Roberts, who is the Julia Roberts, yeah. uh, is it was pregnant during the filming of Ocean's 12, which is why that, like... Oh, you, no way. Yeah, so that, that plays a part in that. And also, I guess, affected how... the character was included because i was surprised she sort of took a back seat the whole time but yeah. i guess yeah that 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 because he's like oh you're telling me that benedict the guy that wants to kill me is at your house and he's your former you know relationship and such i'm just gonna leave that that always struck me as a very strange beginning you know what i mean what do you mean like at the beginning julie roberts is like yo yeah, benedict's here out and yeah the and then and then george Clooney's like i'm just gonna leave my wife behind and hope benedict doesn't do something to no, you no he knows he's not he knows benedict's not gonna do anything because she didn't help steal the money benedict is only after the people that stole the money she did not help fair enough fair enough anyway anyway fair enough anyway in further cast Catherine zeta jones as isabel lahiri yeah. a europol detective vincent cassell your boy davis as Love baron francois toulour the Night Fox, a master I he's thief. Really great in this. Albert I really Fitt. liked him. He was fun in this. He's also in Black Swan and La Haine, is where else you indeed, might know him from. Indeed, you would. Albert Finney as Gaspar Lamarck, a former master thief. He's and in. The mentor of is he in Psych? Isn't he? No. Or no, Albert Finney. He's in. He's in Big Fish. That's where he's in. Big Fish. Yes. Uh, great. Yes. The only Tim Burton movie Skyfall. I like. Also in Skyfall, and in Aaron Brockovich, and in Born Ultimatum. Wow. Look at that. The Born Ultimatum, excuse me. We'll get to those eventually. We will indeed with Brit. <gasps> it's going to be so exciting. Um, and then not really anybody else worth, oh, except Bruce Willis as himself. And Topher Grace again. As himself. Fall, fallen far for Topher Grace. Very unfortunate. And Jared Harris as Basher's engineer. That was funny. At the beginning of the movie, at least. Directed once again by Steven Soderbergh, written this time by George Nolfi, who wrote The Sentinel, The Born Ultimatum, and made his directorial debut with The Adjustment Bureau. I mentioned that movie just because, funny anecdote and litmus test for my brother Jackson, he, while I was in college, convinced my whole family to watch The Adjustment Bureau at the beach, and apparently it was the worst movie my mom has ever seen. They hate it, and every time Jackson recommends a movie, they all mention The Adjustment Bureau and how they never want to watch that ever again because <laughs> they hate The Adjustment Bureau. I haven't seen it, though. Apparently it's a rom-com with... Matt Damon. So do with that information Ooh, what you interesting. will. Interesting. He so was in he was in a golf movie one time that's supposed to be bad. Ooh, Matt Damon was. I can't imagine that was good. Cinematography, editing, and music all the same again. And this movie a little longer, guys. Two hours and five minutes. Released three years and three days after the first on December tenth, two thousand and four. And on a bigger budget of one hundred and ten million, was less of a commercial success with three hundred and sixty three million. And again, the script was re- reworked when Julie Roberts learned she was pregnant with twins during the time. So Ocean's Twelve. You guys seem to enjoy it. Go ahead and take take. No, I want to see. I want to hear why you don't like it. Okay. And then we could be like, so well, we like it because let's let's set the scene here. So after we're, we're just gonna. I want I want to go ahead and clarify the, the audience, but I want to clarify that I recognize it's probably the worst of the three. Which Maddie, you may disagree, and that's okay. I still love this movie. I still think it's really fun. It's probably the weakest of the three. It's probably the little the most confusing plot wise. It doesn't like the heist. Doesn't really make so yeah. much sense. Honestly, I would agree that it's almost I I like it better than the first, but I I can very much understand why it'd be the worst in the trilogy. Yeah, like them getting the bag before all that, but then going through with the Julia Roberts thing anyway. I, I'm not sure why you have to do that, but I have fun with the movie, so I don't really care. I I liked it because it was fun. Like, yeah, it's I so feel like fun. The beat and like the hype of it was so much fun. Yes. That's why I liked it. The music's great. The fashion's still awesome. They're in Europe. They're having fun. The, I that's the part I love. The banter's that in still Amsterdam. awesome. Yeah, the Amsterdam element is just fun of it. 
Alex, why don't you like it? Uh, all right, let's start well, with a couple things. Oh, One, okay. um, I thought it suffered severely from sequel syndrome. I think the I oh like well, it, the sequel to an original. Well, we've obviously got to go abroad. I thought that was a little transparent. Maybe I, like they really couldn't do anything in America. Well, because they were hot. They were. They were hot. Well, yeah, because people cause, were looking for him. No, but the per- the person that was looking for him was Benedict, and he and they're hot. They have to go somewhere else. That's what they say in the movie. Mm. I don't really buy that personally, in the, in the whole grand scheme of the plot. Well, they, they can say a lot. Yeah, movies can say anything. Davis. I think I think it's I think it's a reasonable thing to say because yeah. at no point I was like, why are they in Europe? Because they're like, well, we can't do anything in America because we're too hot. Because Terry Benedict is, is on to them, has alerted everybody else that these are the people that robbed the Bellagio. Fair, so they can't do enough. anything in the states. They have to go abroad. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, That's one point for us, Maddie. Yep. I really didn't like the whole um, Rusty and what's her name, Catherine Zeta Jones' character that I cannot remember. Her Lahiri. Name. Lahiri's story arc. I thought it was just it was just a redone version of the George Clooney Julia Roberts storyline. That's fair. That's a fair. I, I don't mind it. I did. I didn't buy it at all. Like I was like, okay, well, Catherine Zeta Jones is pretty good, and I was like, oh, well, they didn't really give her a lot to do here. I also thought that. The basically return was very contrived because it's like, oh well, all of a sudden she's going to live with Rusty because okay. that I I didn't buy that. I kind of agree with that. They're kind of setting up throughout the movie like she's no. obviously well, okay. she's the she's the daughter of a thief and she's doing things like she's forging signatures. She stole his phone. Like she obviously doesn't mind being a thief, but the switch she makes so quickly. But they do kind of go like, hey, you're you're going to be fired anyway, so just come with us. Which I'm like, okay. Maybe. Well, yeah, but technically the firing wasn't even real because that was Matt Damon's mom. Well, no, she would have been fired because she did forge a 1077. Oh, yeah, regardless, that's true. That's true. like that's she's true. she's done. Yeah, but I I don't know. I didn't really. I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that personally. That entire storyline. Again, I thought the whole heist thing was. I thought the heist got a bit more extreme, and I didn't like how in the first one I really like how it's one. Excuse me, elaborate plan. That is laid out, and the fir- and the third film gets back to this, which is why I like the third film a lot better. This one, it's like, oh, we'll just do that, and then they do it, and it's like two seconds. Like they were able just to lift a house with like no prep. It's like, oh, we've done it, guys. I don't think it's that hard, especially in a city with like underground tunnels and stuff. You can lift know. a house. I don't know. I they I, did that to my grandparents' house recently. I didn't. I didn't like. Yeah, that. they shot a bolt through the window and they stole all their stuff. But oh you, you just put some things on the pile and you just jack it up. Like it's not that difficult. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which fair I enough. sound like it is difficult, but like it's not impossible. Okay, that's fair. I just didn't like how it kept jumping around in that sense. I did not like how. Now I'm thinking more. The scene where she's driven, is in her car and a car perfectly drives away. She can look at the billboards like, oh. I go. feel like that's kind of in line mm. with the first one. Eh, eh. It's, I mean, it's stylized. She's gonna eh. figure it out. I, I don't mind it that much. I really liked all the Bruce Willis bits where people yeah. kept talking to him about the Sixth Sense. <laughs> if, uh, what, <laughs> if everybody you knew have, how it ended, Maddie, then. you have to watch that movie. Uh, that's next on my list. It is the greatest people. cinematic. Tw- I just said a line from the movie. Cinematic twist of all time. Okay. My mom talked about being in the theater seeing that. In 1999, and people like didn't know how to react. The gasp. Yeah, <gasps> it's crazy. It's crazy. I'd I'd go back and watch that. Love back yeah. in time. See what's happening in that yeah. theater. Yeah, that and Jaws. That's what we use all. Jaws. I want to see people throw up when a shark starts eating somebody. Crazy awesome. nonsense. Or the exercise. I want I want to be there where the train was coming towards the screen. You ever yeah. heard that story, Maddie? No. One of the first movies ever played was people were like in the theater, like yes. like probably like 1912 or something. 
And this was when they didn't really have like movies. Yeah, it was almost just like. So they ha- there was a video of a train driving towards the camera. So it, like they were watching the screen. It was a dr- train driving towards, and people got up and were like, "Oh my god!" And they like ran out of the theater because they thought they were gonna get hit by a train because oh. they had never seen yeah. a moving picture before. I- I'd want to be there. That's I'd want to be like, wild. "Oh my god, it's I- gonna hit us!" I remembered plot issue. Oh my god, it's gonna hit us! I remember. I remember another like issue. Um. So this case. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. with when Lahiri mm-hmm. meets with Stop it. Meets with Rusty yeah. and mm-hmm. says it's Stop it or I will turn off your microphone. Meets with Rusty and tells him about the Night Fox and then the next scene uh Danny's like, "Oh, she gave us a name." And then the very next scene they know the Night Fox's identity and I have no idea how that happened. They know Lamarck. They went and asked uh, Lamarck, remember? Yeah. Albert Finney. They don't like really fill that oh. in until the end. Yeah, because they ask Lamar yeah. and they go, they 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 intercept the bag, which I like the mon- that montage when they're getting the bag. Yes. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's a good, mo- and, and like, they throw the hats down, and yeah. this is a fight. Yeah, that's a, that that's a fun. It, like, you no, know, even if this movie, even if you can't recommend, if you're like this movie's not as good, you you have to admit it's still fun. I Alex, think- yes, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time, but I I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it nearly as much, in my opinion. Cause I did thought you enjoy were t- it at all? There were t- yeah, I did, but there were points where I was like, okay. eh. I, did, well, I, I, did, like you- I did not like how the twist hinged on the entire movie. Go ahead, Maddie. I was going to say, it feels like a lack of like heist during the entire thing, but once they explain it at the end, everything makes more sense. Obviously, because like, you're not really, fo- like, you're not, like, normally in the first one, they kind of fill you in on like what they're doing as they're doing it, sort of, where this one was more of like, this is what we did. Yeah, Does that makes sense. So that's why I feel like it almost felt like so much different. It didn't feel like they were doing as much as in like heist terms. And that reminds me of something that I really did not like about it was the fact that since again they explained it all the way at the end, there's a lot of basically manufactured tension. Like, why are they worried about being in jail if they know that Linus's mom is going to come save them? Yes. Why are they concerned? Why are they even the least bit downtrodden if Linus's mom is their ace in the the movie? Yeah, and I don't like I don't like manufactured tension. But I'm not gonna lie, I almost forgot about it until they like come into the scene. I was like, oh yeah, I like love that, and I like that it's both of his parents. And yeah, then, and there's yeah. the one with like the you're so lucky, like dad doesn't know about it, and then the next <laughs> one is like you're so lucky, mom's not here. Yeah, I like that. That was funny. I, I like that. I like that. I have an explanation of my bit earlier. Is like why'd they steal the egg from the train and then go on with the heist, the Julie Roberts. Well, yeah, because Lamarck said they had to trap the night. Wait, so, no. Huh? Yeah, why? The, if they already have the egg, they could have been like, "Hey, we have the egg," and then Talor would have been like, "Oh man, you'll have the egg." Yeah, like why'd they go through all yeah. of so that? So this okay. this reason says there are two reasons to proceed with conning Talor. The first is that Talor might decide that he doesn't have to hold up his end of the bargain if they don't actually go through with the heist in the museum. That is, his idea is that they need to compete on the same theft. If the team were to steal the egg in a different way, it might not count. They really do need that money. The more important reason is to take Talor down a peg. Linus and Danny each mentioned that he broke rule number one, which presumably is don't rat out another thief, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah, that's definitely rule number one. I'm just saying. The team believes that Talor needs to have his nose rubbed in dirt a little bit to teach him a lesson about what happens when you do that. If you let someone self-inflate first, I think you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I accept that. I think that's a fine reason. that that. That makes sense. Again, I just don't like how... The entire the ending is like oh the last forty minutes really didn't matter because like we just explained it all away 
And also, Lamarck, when they go to the when they're talking to Lamarck, he says you have to assume that Talor's going to have you under constant surveillance. Well, yeah, no, I I know that. I I forgot about that. I, I remember that, and that was because I remember th- writing down. So I like the, why I, the I, heck did they put their ca- their faces get, right in front of the picture cameras at Talor's place? Because that's absurd. This might give me a point another point five from me now that I have fi- figured out that that issue. Yeah. Hey, Anyway, music in this movie, Maddie. Oh, so fire! I I noticed that, and then I texted Davis, and I was like, "This movie is so good." And he was like, "Yeah, the music," which is on the same gonna, page. Which with what Maddie. I was gonna say. So I have the names. I'll say the names of the movies or the 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 songs for nice one. If people would like to look it up at home, and Alex for you to look up, just by themselves are great songs. I know the 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 soundtrack's on Spotify. Sweet Sweet Burgamesque, Claire de Lune. That's the Claire de Lune is so good. It's the Claire de Lune, but it's kind of the edited one, so it's a little more like not electronically, but like it's different. It's cool. Uh oh. Crepusculo sul mar, which means Twilight Over the Sea by Piero Um, um Oh my goodness. Umialani. That's the one where he jumps out the windows going And then La Appuntamento, which means the appointment by Emilio Vanoni, which uh, is the one for you. That one. If that helps. Alex, uh, what do you rate in this movie? We have to hear yours before. IMDb gives it a 6.5. What are you rating it? IMDb gives it a 6.5. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 55% or 5.9 out of 10. Metacritic with a 58. And Cinema Score with a B minus. I'm going to say, I mean, honestly, a 6.5 is about where I land. I think I think it's just, it's again, it's enjoyable like the first one, but it is a lot like the first okay. one. So, that's therefore, okay. that's why I'll put it. Again, I, I respect that y'all enjoy it. There's, no, there's no, no, no bad blood, you know. I'm going to fight Alex now. Um, Do I, it. So, you, you rated your last one as an 8? Yes. Eight, and I th- or 8.5. Eight I think I rated it an 8. You said 8 or 8.5. Yeah. You can, you can go with 8 if I you like. I would say maybe, I don't know. Well, the reasons for my rating of this one I feel like aren't really really fair. But I would almost say seven, like, overall. But then I think about the music and the fashion in this, and it's just such a – It's true. just so fun to watch. And so then I would probably give it also an eight, maybe. Okay. I'm thinking 7.5, maybe a seven. Like, around that. I'd say 7.5 is probably where I'm going to Again, like, it's not it's, – again, it's not bad. You yeah, know, it's, it's got a not great, a bad like, movie. I, there's a lot of positives. Compared to Ocean's Eleven, I definitely understand why the critique falls, or higher critique and the rating falls. Yeah. I, I think it. I think they did enough to differentiate it from the first movie. I like, do like that it's it, It's not, they're not like robbing another casino. They're doing like a thief versus thief thing, which I think is pretty fun. Yeah, and I think it's fun that like their original heist gets like discovered that it was yeah. them, because it's almost like, how would you not? And I do like that he almost said they have like Alex time. What about Hagrid being uh, Matsu in the oh, he's of the Yeah, movie? he's Matsu. He's got to play Hagrid. Yeah, I was really excited about that when the he The Lost in up. Translation. Exactly. We'll save that for after when y'all guess the, what all the, the, all the jargon means. The Lost in Translation. That was pretty easy. I, Ocean's I, 13? Ocean's 13. You ready, any, you any, any final thoughts? About no. Ocean's 12? No, no. Ocean's well, let's 12. move on. To, to the funniest 13. of the three Oceans movies. Agreed, Agreed 100%. Again, this was hilarious. We won't me. be going through the whole cast here, but Andy Garcia now member 13 of the Oceans group. Yeah, as, yeah. He is yeah. As Terry Benedict. True. He is Which listed is, as that. I, I think that's also a fun thing because instead of doing one, two, three, they're doing 11 because there's 11 members, 12. They have added a member. 13, they add, there's, yeah. there's another member to that. I do like I agree. that. I think it's fun. I'm a fan of that. 
along with the other cast. I think got... also the thirteenth might be Matt Damon's dad. Well, okay, so because it's not Julie Roberts on Wikipedia, it's listed as this: the thirteen is George Clooney as Danny Ocean, Brad Pitt as Rusty, Matt Damon as Linus, Andy Garcia as Terry, Don Cheadle as Basher, Bernie Mac as Frank Catton, Elliot Gould as Reuben, Casey Affleck as Virgil, Scott Conn as Turk, Eddie Jemison as oh, Livingston Dell, Shio. Bo Kin as the Amazing Yin, Carl Rhino as Saul Bloom, Eddie Izzard as Roman Nagel, the master thief and friend of Danny who is brought in as a consultant. So those are the 13. And then the others, Al Pacino as Willie Bank. Al Pacino, man. Crazy yes. dude. Fun. Love he it. had so much fun in this. Absolutely. Ellen Barkin as Abigail Sponder. Oh, good heavens. That was, oh my just, that was hilarious. <laughs> Vincent Cassell back. Bob Einstein as Robert. Yeah. Bobby Caldwell. Uh, the comedian. He, he did a lot of stuff with yes. Norm MacDonald. Oh, really? There you go. And then Olga Sosnovsky as Debbie? I don't even know who that is. That's the concierge, the one oh. that she's they're sending her to oh, like Maui yeah. or whatever. And then Jerry Weintraub as Denny Shields. Jerry, Weintra- or Jerry Weintraub was a producer on the three films, so there's that as well. And David Paymer was the VUP. Oh, yeah. That, w- that he, was a crazy. It was something. Oh, there's a fun fact where he auditioned for like a famous role. Oh, he was going to be an ER. <gasps> he was he auditioned for ER, but he was replaced. I'm pretty sure. Or no, it was, maybe it was Saint Elsewhere. Might be Saint Elsewhere. I'll look into it. Look into it, Davis. It's written by another group. I've never seen a trilogy that has different writers on each film. That's a new one. Written by Brian Koppelman and David Levian. Koppelman wrote Walking Tall, Solitary Man, and Runner Runner. He also co-created and wrote Billions with David Levian, who also co-wrote Solitary Man, Rounders. With Koppelman, and again working on billions. Peter Andrews' cinematography. He was in Saint edited. Elsewhere pilot, but he got replaced, which is the famous one that ends. It was all a, it was all in the, the dream. It was in the snow globe. Oh. You okay, Alex? Sorry, I just heard something. That's all. He's going crazy. What can I say? I, I I go a little crazy sometimes, Davis. You don't go a little crazy? Maybe. 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 This movie came out in two thousand seven. Indeed, indeed, it did. Good and time between the movies. Not too long. I thought this was weird, though, because, you know, the first one, this one was in the middle of the first and second one at two hours and two minutes, and it was released at a different time, released at the Cannes Film Festival on May 24th, 2007, and released in the USA on June 8th, 2007. And I think it struggled because of that, because it had a smaller budget, again, at $85 million, and it only made $311.7 million, the worst of any of the Ocean's trilogy. So do with that information what you will, Davis. Hmm. But anyway, guys, what? Come on now. What? This one is uh, any given day could be my favorite. one. I was gonna say this is my favorite out of all of them. I think that's a great opinion because it is. It's funny. It changes up. It's not even really a heist if you think about it. Like they they don't even make money in it. They everybody else makes money and Willie Bank loses a ton of money. But I guess they do end up making some because they take the diamonds. This movie feels a lot more fun and a less a lot less stressful as in heist terms. Yes. Like. It seems like just more fun overall. They're trying to get payback for Ruben. Yeah, and I love the um, like Terry being a part of their team, and he's like watching it. And like, yeah, I think that aspect's great. I agree. I agree. I think. I think there's. He's a, gonna the, double cross them, but yeah, that's I, Terry. You, you could. You could. You could tell. And there's the Oprah bit. Yeah, the Oprah, the Oprah bit. bit. No, I meant oh, to bring that up. That bit is Lord. so funny. He's like tearing up because I just <laughs> ate a pepper. He's like, you're you're eating. Yeah. I didn't like how Julia Roberts and Catherine Zeta Jones did just not return. Yeah, I think I think it would have been cool for them to be in it, but what would they have done? Well, apparently the actresses just didn't return yeah. like at all. So I think I think it works well. They like, 
Well, also they might be referring to that in the movie because George Clooney keeps going like they're like, "Oh, where's Tessin Lahiri or whatever her first name is?" Kate, what is it? I don't remember. It's okay. They then George Clooney would go like, "It's not their fight." He says it like four times. Yeah, which is a lot. Could be a reference to which them is good. So it, I think it's better of like. Yeah, it is not their fight as well. And like, it's weird to like just leave them out as a whole. Some yeah. guys they were so much. It's Isabel, by the way. Isabel. Okay. Oh, understandable. So yeah, there 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 is that as well as, yeah. I just I like this one. It was funny. Awesome. It was really it was really the funniest. Funny. Best I'm trying I'm trying to think what my favorite bit was between. Oh, I the wrote, I was writing down my favorite. Oh, you, bit. you got some, Davis. Go ahead and go funniest ahead. of the three for me. Probably my second favorite. I said. Oh my gosh. The are they gonna are they gonna get the factory open? Yeah, we just gotta break oh, yeah. management. They can't keep awesome. treating us like this. Throws a Molotov. So, just hilarious. The entire set piece of them forming a strike. At this uh, factory is hilarious. I agree. And then Casey Affleck speaking Spanish or uh, basing his entire revolution on a tequila Zapata, advertisement. Well, Zapata was a real person. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yes, Zapata oh. was a famous Mexican revolutionary who was on that. Tequila but I'm pretty ad. sure the jo- yeah the joke is that well, he-, he was looking at Tequila de Zapata and he was like Zapata wouldn't want us to. Indeed, you know about not. Zapata, Maddie? No, I don't like no no about him, but I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a real person, Alex. He really? he was a, he was like and all the stuff that wow. he said was all stuff Zapata it was like it's easier it's better to live on your or die on your knees than or live on your die on your feet than live on your knees. Ooh. Did you learn this in Spanish? I just you know? I have a I have a personal interest okay. in learning D- D- about Davis stuff. took Duolingo by the way. <laughs> I use Busu. Duolingo oh. doesn't help you learn. What do you What do you use? Busu. B U S U U. Is that free? No. I mean you, I can actually refer you you get like half off. Wow. You can use it for free I think but it's not as good. I'll, I'll give a quick little tangent about it. No, you, not you now. You learn, and Davis, then also, we Alex, Alex, minutes. I'm talking to Maddie. Alex, um, and then you'll do like, you'll like write paragraphs, or like you'll speak, and then actual Spanish teachers uh, will correct you to make, to show uh, why, you're, why you're wrong. So you're like, actually, there's like a, there's a teacher, and you can yeah. correct. There's like a teacher-student dichotomy there. It's fun. Perfect. I enjoy it. I haven't used it in a while. Intriguing. So Ocean 13, I'm, yes, just all the bit about the, the rioting to the get Brody, better pay. The, the big nose. For, oh my god! Oh my the nose works. It, it works. It plays. It, it, plays. it does. Uh, Love it. I said all of Virgil and Turk when they're kicking the guy out of the room. They're like, 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen. Yes. Did you hear me? Fifteen minutes. Yes, that was hilarious. And they're just constantly running around. Yes, that yes was the so running. Rough. The running's the best part. They like do something and they're immediately running. And the hug. Yeah, the Turk. I I also wrote Turk asking for tips after bringing them the food. He's like, "We pull tips." I think I'm kiting. I oh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> or the fact that Virgil's just suddenly a hacker. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. It did. <laughs> he's like, "You don't want to be taller? I can make you taller. You don't want to be taller?" And he's hacking. Oh, it's so funny. Craziness. Just, I, I really might watch this tonight. I really might. Uh, did you not watch it? When's the last time you watched it? Last night. Oh. Alex and I watched Yesterday. it right We watched it in, in the station manager's office. Separately. So but good. together. So Indeed. good. Oh, man. And Vin Cassell's in it again. He's only in like two, three scenes. But he shows up and you're like, whoa. Because yeah, you he's... do wonder how it ends after he shows up with uh, at Benedict's well, estate he, last year. It's implied the in the second one that he steals his money back because you see him like cleaning – Oh yeah, he's outside after like they give him the check, so he probably just stole his money back too. But well, then no, but he's working he might, for Benedict. He might so. have made a deal with him or something. Uh, he, he definitely made a deal if the movie if the movie ties that together. Yeah. The Oprah bit, <laughs> so funny, hilarious. Uh, it was just on at full volume, and then they, they're both watching it. 
unbelievable. And they make Terry Benedict uh, And then they donate make Terry to... donate and be on Oprah. What the heck it's was so that? Like, it's just, it's like, me- this is like the meta humor that I enjoy. Not like the Deadpool look at Cameron like, oh, that just happened. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you broke the fourth wall. Like, Fl- this is this is the fourth wall breaks I like. Do you, do you mean like that- Like, for Grace is there. Like, he's actually just, like, he's playing himself. Wasn't that, was, was he in the third one? He's in the first and two. But still, yeah, like, right. he's, yeah, like, yeah. they're, like, poking I fun agree. at him. I agree. It's funny. Or all the Sixth Sense discussions in yeah. the second one. However, um, or, or Davis, you mean the meta humor that's like, whoa, floating head alert. Yeah, like, that's bad. Not that Bad comedy. Me. I will say I do have two issues with this one, obviously. Here, I'm going to be negative again. That's okay. Because I know we got two big fans over here. Uh, one, the Greco is so absurd. I understand. I, mean, I think, I think it's. the point. I get it, but yeah, that I'll, I don't think, I'll, I'll think leave, that's nitpicking. I'll leave like that it's supposed be. to be. All right, sure. then my real nitpick is the entire FBI subplot where they're all super worried that the FBI just showed up, but then it's actually just Matt Damon's dad. Except even as Matt Damon's dad, he sends the information off to um, Al Pacino, and well, Livingston's captured. So well, we no, can't. no, he did not. He did not send it to him. Who did? Because after when they were walking away, Al Pacino was like, get his fingerprints off of that machine because it'll be on there. And then Al Pacino's people ran it. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, but it was like was an FBI system, though, because it did say, like, FBI. Well, yeah, they're going to be in there probably anyway. But it wasn't Matt Damon's I, dad that gave it to I him. made a mistake. Yeah. Okay. But then I just don't understand why they arrested Livingston anyway. Because he needed help. Because he needed, uh, what's his name? The other guy. The, yes, number 13. Yes. Member 13, Davis, Roman. He needed Roman to bring in that working card machine. So they that was part of the plan for him to get arrested. Okay. Because Roman needed to bring the working card machines because Livingston's did not, remember? Because they, right. they, they would not deal right. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, and then last thing, I guess. It plays. I, I am hard You want to admit it plays. And also, they were on the phone with his dad early in the movie. So it oh, kind of yeah. Because he's like, They're, I'm not going to put Danny on. Rusty either. And okay. then, like, Livingston reaches out his hand, he slaps his hand, he That was up. funny. That was funny. I do uh, – one last thing, then. Um, I thought it was kind of strange how when the Greco shuts down for three minutes or whatever, which, first of all, great that they had two backup plans. I thought it was a little strange that they all earned all their money in those three minutes. I was thinking about that, too. I don't buy that. That's that's the I, one I, thing I, I that I was thinking I'll, maybe they were, like, walking to different tables and doing it. But, like, in three minutes – I feel like they're going quick because if people are winning, they want to keep going. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I don't think it happens really fast. I guess I can, I've, I've never I, been to a casino. It does, so. the, the, especially Maddie's dice. been to a casino. Once. Once. Especially die, they do go quick. Yeah. Because you're rolling and then someone yeah. else is rolling. I, I, does, I feel like it goes quick. That's fair. Maybe okay. not three minutes for all that money, but and it's also rigged. I also figured they were going to different tables. Or maybe if they did, it worked all the time. That's a good point. Because there was more all than right. just those two. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll they accept go, he'll that. Accept fair it. enough. Fair enough. So... I guess one of the things you guys want to talk about this one, because I mean, this you guys enjoy this one a lot more than I did. I can tell. I, I, a, I thought it was really funny. I have a question. Question. The whole thing that causes this like earthquake. What is that? It's the drill that j- dug the channel, which is the English Channel, like the tunnel under yeah. it. It's just a big old gigantic drill. And they just like left that for anyone to not. No, anybody. they they bought it because they had to get Terry because they didn't have money to. But, what about, but they had the previous drill. They were renting it. And oh, then it broke, so they had how. to buy the uh, the one that dug from the other but was side. Was there already a tunnel underneath that. there? They dug it. That's what they were doing the whole time. They were digging to oh. the bank, and then they ran into the thing, and they caused the earthquake. Yeah, this movie it confused me more times. Once than you the like once, I've seen it probably six times. Once you watch it a second time, it's it gets I better. I can see that. It that gets makes better. sense because you, you know what's going to happen. You can pay attention to the little things like 
when they're bringing the they're bring like when they bring the big old drill in, they're like acting like uh like eighteen wheeler drivers and stuff, and like Verge is or Turks helping them get there. It's watch it again, gets better. All three of them get better on rewatches. Okay, that's fair. Because they're like, they're pretty airtight movies. Like they really like it's all tied up pretty well. Yeah, there's probably some loose ends here and there, but like it works. It plays. It, it plays. It plays. It plays. Do y'all want to guess what the Brodies are referenced to? Because all this jargon's based on real things in the movies. Interesting. Yeah. Why don't we do some of the jargon? So we are actually yeah, we're running, running out of time. We're running low. But oh, let's rate Ocean's Thirteen though. I'm giving it an eight, eight and a half. I'm an eight and a half, nine. I think I'm going to get actually I loved it. I really did love this movie. 7.25. But we'll do it on a point 0.5 scale. I just rolled my 7.5. Davis, 7.5. We'll start with Ocean Stars Thieves since that's what we were just on. The Brody, the which Brody. is obviously his fake nose. I don't know. It's a reference to Adrian Brody. Oh, because his nose. He has a big nose. Oh, that's funny. Uh, there was also in this one the reverse big store. Any ideas? That's rigging all the con- casino games. They say we have to. we have to – Pull a reverse big store, which just means we're rigging all the games. Okay. There's the Billy Martin, which is the revenge on Willie Bank. Billy Martin was a famous second baseman for and manager for the New York Yankees. He was fired as the manager in '78, but he was rehired in '80 and given a second chance. So Billy Martin means we're gonna give you a second chance to do the right thing, Willie Bank. Because remember, Danny Ocean went and talked to him. Alex, I- I'm listening. Danny Ocean went and talked to him and was like. We'll give you a chance to do the right thing here. And he's like, oh, Billy Martin. And so they robbed him, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I did like how they kept referencing Sinatra, who was in the end of the yeah. first film. Yeah, I like Sinatra. that reference. We both uh, shook Sinatra's hand. The Gilroy. This is an inside joke to Tony Gilroy, who wrote the screenplays for the Bourne movies with oh, Matt Damon. Oh, there you go. Pretty fun. Oh, that's Look at nice. that. And finally, oh, there's two more in this one, or three more. The Irwin Allen, uh, Linus tells Ruben and Rusty that Rusty is pulling an Irwin Allen. This is a reference to producer Irwin Allen, who's a widely popular for his disaster movies and TV shows that depict ways the world will end. His one technical contribution to the world of film and TV was pioneering the shaky cam Ooh. technique to imply aerial turbulence or an earthquake. His approach was to simply tilt the camera back and forth and then have the actors throw themselves against the set, each side of it. And that's Rusty when he's acting like the earthquake expert. That's the Irwin Allen. Wow. That was wow. funny. We had the big old yeah. mustache. I like that. You had the mustache. That was Loved great. the mustache. The mustache was Shut it down immediately. Awesome. <laughs> and there was the Susan B. Anthony. Okay, I I would they said it so many times. What is so it? So that was when the VUP, they set him up to win eleven million. Because early yes. in the movie they were like, We gotta do Susan B. Anthony. He was like, I we feel and then Verge and Turk were like, I feel bad about torturing this guy. And they were like, Would you do all this for ten million? And then Carl and then uh Saul went, no, but I'd do it for eleven million. So they changed it to eleven million in the plan, which I thought was fun. Okay, that's they had awesome. the back door for all the slot machines. Right. So the Susan B. Anthony is a reference to the Susan B. Anthony dollar manufactured in nineteen seventy nine. It was similar in appearance and size to a regular quarter, and many people dropped it into a slot machine without realizing what it was worth. It was a dollar instead of a quarter. Oh. This method was used twice in the film, through, though the people are using an ordinary coin. They don't realize it'll be worth millions in the slot. The ah, lady in the I casino gotcha. and then the VUP. Yeah. okay. And then finally, cartwheels when Basher fakes being the British guy. Oh, because he was practicing. He was reading. He was re- I remember. Th- he was reading the book about speaking with distinction because he was practicing accents, and he did the southern accent on the guy. Ah, yes, okay, there you go, Dave. See, that was the... All right. All right, so we'll do one and two real quick. Do you want to pick some of your favorite ones from it? Because admittedly, uh, Davis, uh, we are short on okay, time. Okay, uh, 12, there's only 
we don't have to do, even do 12. Looky Lou in a bundle of joys when she's pregnant and Looky Lou because she yeah. looks like uh, whatever. Uh, so we'll do all the ones from Ocean's Eleven. See if y'all can guess them. It, it's not that sure. Easy. A Boski. Who is who is the Boski? You think? Um, wait a minute. Let me. You're re- the Boski for us, Maddie. Uh. You, Alex, a Boski. That's oh. Saul's the Boski because he's oh. playing the character. Oh. It's a reference to Ivan Boski, a big time banker on Wall Street who got caught committing security fraud. The con is about a wealthy bankroller who has insider information. That's who Saul's playing. And then a Jim Brown. The Jim Brown. Is. Any idea? You won't get it. It's when Frank and Linus have the confrontation stage to distract Terry Benedict. Interesting. It's named after Jim Brown. I guess because he was an actor. I'm not okay. really sure. Miss Daisy. Miss Daisy. Um, the, it's a reference to the movie. I, I know. Um, no idea. Is the SWAT truck. Oh, They're driving yeah. Miss Daisy because they have the SWAT truck. And then right. the two Jethros are Virgin Turk. Right, yeah. The two Jethros are the hillbilly gearhead types who are hired to look after Miss Daisy and driving Miss Daisy. So they're just kind of the guys that do everything, and they drive. And Leon Spinks? I don't know who that is. The distraction in the form of disrupting the boxing match. There was this episode of NCIS once where the director went home to Chicago to investigate the death of his boxer friend. In the episode, they mentioned this boxing match where Leon Spinks beat, he's a boxer, beat Muhammad Ali, and it was a total upset that no one expected. No one expected the power to go out in the middle of the match in the movie either, and it created absolute chaos. And then wow. finally, the Ella Fitzgerald, the idea to loop a tape of, tape of the robbery to trick Benedict's security system. That was so good. A robbery which had made, uh, it comes from a commercial for Memorex. Uh, Miramax? It, yes. Memorex. No, it's Memorex. Oh. Uh, in my ad production class, whoever wrote this, I think it's from a director's commentary. Where a recording of Ella Fitzgerald's voice breaks the glass, then the voiceover says, is it live or is it Memorex? The concept is that Benedict didn't know the robbery is seen. Is it actually real or recorded? Okay. All right, that's all of them. Now, one last thing. I do want to mention this uh, because shout out our favorite character, or at least my favorite character from the first one and the other one's Bernie Mac. So many people do not know that Bernie Mac actually was experiencing a series of health problems. Yeah, he passed away shortly after these. While while filming Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13, I thought it was pretty noticeable, actually. He suffered from pneumonia during the filming of Ocean's 12, and then in the final four years of his life, he publicly disclosed that he suffered from sarcoidosis, a disease of unknown origin that caused inflammation in the tissue, specifically in the lungs. Sarcoidosis frequently attacked his lungs, and he was admitted to Northwestern Hospital before tragically passing away on August 9th at the age of 50. So, I think it's rest very in peace sad. to Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac is he was so hilarious. funny. He's just awesome. He had the Bernie Mac so, show, which is pretty funny. Agreed. And he was so good in these movies. I love Bernie Mac. An excellent, excellent peace. character in these movies. Now, lastly, we got a couple more things to, before we wrap up the show. What have you been watching or reading, Davis? I haven't been watching anything else on the ocean. I don't think movies. I've watched. You watched anything or read anything recently? Anything new, or just anything you've been watching or reading? No, don't or learning the newest, about the newest thing I've seen is the Elvis movie. Oh, what'd and what'd you it? think? It was good. I thought Austin Butler did a pretty good job. He did do a good job. He did. He did. It was impressive. There you go. What are your thoughts on Tom Hanks's accent? What do you think of the rest of the movie besides Austin Butler? I'm not gonna lie. I think it was so hyped up, and I get it, but I. Did not think it lived up to what I thought it was gonna be. That is fair. Still good. Okay. And obviously it's about Elvis, so like interesting. Elvis pretty cool. Great music, I would say. Yeah, fun music. It was a fun movie. If I, I can dream is the best scene in the movie. So good. Such While a good segment. I can dream. Yes, Davis. Uh anyway, we'll move on to that because again, we just haven't had time to watch anything. To the Ministry of Truth, Davis. This is your moment. 
So Grace Maddie, Randolph, the Ministry of Truth is when I just like yell at somebody on, on fans Twitter that are being annoying or something. Okay. So Maddie and and listeners at home, the event that happened is Grace Randolph. She's a big time uh, YouTube, YouTuber, film review, comic book specifically, like all the, all those sorts of areas. So she w- reviewed the first four episodes of Andor, the new Star Wars show, and she complained that the show is good, but there just aren't enough Easter eggs in it, Davis, and that. Star, the Star Wars brand and the MCU don't understand the power of Easter eggs to drive the national discussion. And without it, there's not really anything for fans to talk about, Davis. So my issue is, <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of, first of all, like just Disney, Disney's hype train that they're building around like, oh, we have to reference things that people know in this so they can talk about it. And this is the reason they watch it so it goes viral on the internet. It's just so annoying. I don't care if... Glib Glob shows up in this show. You mean I want Babu to... Frick that shows up in Andor? Or there's a joke about like Star Wars fans being like, "Oh, it's this guy just showed up," but I can't say it. What? Oh, it's you can edit, you can bleep it. Glob, they're like Glob just showed up in Star Wars, <laughs> which is I think is a really funny joke because that is literally what Star Wars is now. It's like, oh, this character nobody knows about. If you haven't watched every single other thing of Star Wars, it just showed up. Just and- make a good show. Yeah. So that, just make something good. So. I don't know. The funniest thing know. was that re- reading the tweet about it, it basically said, this is one of the most bleak and dystopian opinions I've ever heard, or I've ever had the I pleasure, think, yeah. the displeasure of hearing. The lack of Easter eggs being skewed as a negative thing. Yeah. I like, I think uh, if you were- if, Who cares? I think the problem is there's too many things that are like, you see that thing that's yes, from that other it's, thing? It's just all like fan service It's now. all Space Jam. Just references. It's like, it, Ralph. if we're going to base Jim. media- Further entertainment and media on like references and like oh you get this like Ready Player One just like oh you like the eighties I, I I don't like Ready Player One I think I did so not stupid. like it either oh I, you know Iron Giant yeah he's he's here Halo oh you like eighties music this character does too he's in it Halo he, look listen Halo's the, in it Zemeckis cube because so time travel stupid Back to the Future oh my goodness if we're basing media from now on off things like that I think that. We're in dark cinema times. Cinema is dying. Then we're in dark I, times. I know that's like pretty hyperbolic, but if we're gonna, if if the future of cinema is like Easter eggs and references to other sequels and remakes and prequels and spinoff shows, cinema's dying. Well, there might be an Ocean's Fourteen, so prepare yourself. Well, yeah, I'm not very happy about that. Uh-oh. Uh, Steven Soderbergh. If it's Steven Soderbergh coming back, I might be. Matt okay Damon with says it. he might be on board. Uh, um, Don Cheadle said that Steven Soderbergh was thinking about it. Ooh. Which, if it's Steven Soderbergh, I will give think, it a chance. But, like, they're making that prequel, the Danny Ocean prequel with Ryan Gosling. And they made the Ocean's 8 sequel. Which I was will good. watch. I will watch that. It was pretty good. Maddie, like, did, you, did you see Ocean's 8? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but it was it was good. I, it's my, a little girl, bo- like girl bossy, you know. I and Hathaway I don't was really pretty have cool. an issue with that. It was good. If, if it's like. James Corden was in it, though. Yeah. There's definitely a distinction between... It's not Steven Soderbergh. Either. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, it's it's more like taking the IP versus having the same exact style, yes. right? Like, what if in, like, five years they're like, let's remake Ocean's Eleven, and then they got, like, Jacob Elordi and Austin oh, Butler. Sure. Or I don't know. <laughs> okay, right. Like, that's right. what they're doing. That is all Disney's doing. They're like, oh, this movie that came out, Hellraiser came out... Years ago. 1980 or something. Let's Did, remake it. Have you heard of Lion King the Mufasa? Oh, let's remake Mufasa? this. But oh yeah, what if they made a, a animated Ocean's Eleven or something? Like what? What? Why? Or they made a spinoff show about what Rusty was doing in that week that they didn't see him or something? And, I just made that. And up. again, I think it's crazy. It's, so it's crazy to me that part of the discussion is oh well, without Easter eggs, they won't make the national discussion as if like that. Just make something good. People will talk about it. It's what Stranger Things is. True. Nobody shuts up about Stranger Things because it's usually decent. 
We we've been critical sometimes, but like House of the Dragon, no Easter eggs. People just talking a, about just that. a good show. People talking about Y'all watching Lord that? of the Rings. I'm not. I just don't. Lord of the Rings blew up before the internet. No, everybody was talking yeah. about that. There was no like maybe references. If you read the book, you're like, oh, that's a reference or to like something Titanic. in the book. Titanic. Everybody's talking about Titanic. No internet to blow up. No Easter eggs in that. Well, I was like, oh, Avatar? that that guy was real. That's the Easter eggs in Titanic. It's like, oh, that's the actual actual captain. Yeah. Avatar even. Yeah, no Easter eggs. Biggest in that. movie Unob- of all time. Unobtainium, kind of a dumb movie, I'll say. But hey, hey we're saving that for an episode. Unobtainium, come on, it's the best you could come up with. It, okay, I'm done. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Now uh, that will do it for our episode. But we first, got, we got, got some trivia. trivia. Yeah, I know we got trivia, Davis. So this is a, this don't is a question. Answer, don't Maddie, answer, don't Maddie. Maddie. I won't. Good. I you might, if you it. know it, give me a thumbs what up. What movie was Sigourney Weaver's big break? You know Sigourney Weaver is. Oh, it's well, okay. she was in Avatar. Hey, hey, hey. Well, anyway. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Crime. I mean, through the lens, of course. As we reviewed the Ocean's Trilogy, thank you to Maddie for joining us for her first episode on the podcast. Maybe another episode in the future. Yay, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any thoughts on the Ocean's movies or any of the films we've watched so far this year, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly. Next week, we're actually going to be looking at movies where the villains won. A little bit of a dark twist for us before we pick off our spooky season episodes. Very excited for the Mummy MCU Apparently going to be in October because we're out of time. But, you know, it's going to be whatever. This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host, Davis Carroll, and first-time guest, Maddie Powers, signing off. And we will talk again next week.